So for our first episode, I knew immediately who I wanted to have as a guest. This person is the perfect example of the impacts and adaptations theme and has started more businesses than you can imagine. From basement and garage cleanouts to two gyms, a PR media group, and even some bounty hunting, join me as we explore the thought processes and experiences of a born entrepreneur with the founder of Sky Fitness 24-7, Will Ranke. When I thought about doing the podcast, um, you were the first person that I thought of to have as a guest for several different reasons, um, uh, obviously being the, the founder of Sky Fitness, but also I just think that um, you're a, a good reflection of what I'm aiming for in terms of the overarching theme of the podcast and that being impacts and adaptations, right? So everybody has, you know, impactful events that have happened to them in their life. And like, how did they deal with those? What were the, the, you know, what did they do with it? How did they, you know, make it either productive or how did it, you know, shape their life? And just knowing the little bit that I do, you know, um, of you, Mm -hmm. I, I think you're a great example of that just from, uh, what you've done in the past and what you do now, right? So, like, you know, I, I think um, this is a good good start for for what we're we're doing here. That and you know, I, I know that uh, you have to give to Gab, so you won't actually let me down. That I do, <laughs> and I'm very honored to be the first on the podcast. It's always fun to pop that uh, podcast cherry. So it feels good. Oh, don't yeah. I mean, come on, that's such a quintessential statement. No, but yeah. like just, you know, our relationship, I have this like whole like big sister thing okay, that I've always enough. felt with fair you. Enough. So like, yeah. Ew. Anyway, uh, so getting to Will Ranky. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about you, um, mm-hmm. several words come to mind, obviously. I can imagine. But um, the one that I always think about is uh, serial entrepreneur. Okay. Um, and so with that, how many businesses would you say you've started and owned over the years? Where to begin with that one? <laughs> I mean, do we take it all the way back? Because honestly, well, the mean, LLC count start? doesn't really, um, you know, begin to add up. I, I guess we can start from the beginning. Yeah. So technically, the first company I ever had was called Helping Hands. Okay. That was started uh, on an airplane on my way to Hawaii. So I was just getting into college. And it How was, old? Uh, so what? I was a senior in high school. In high school, wow! Going my freshman graduated. year. Okay. Yeah, not even graduated. Um, or I think I did. I might have just graduated at that point. Okay. Uh, so I knew I was going to um, start college, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do any type of like, you know, I didn't want to find a job during college. <laughs> okay. um, but it was more the fact that I wanted to do something in construction. I knew okay. going to college, because uh, my goal was to come out of there and own my own business. That mm-hmm. was absolutely my goal in the beginning always. of starting that college. Always, that was just 100%. always your, when you, even as a kid, you mm-hmm. were like, I'm going to be a business owner. Yeah, 100%. And does I that watched come my from dad, your family? Okay. Yeah, I watched my dad run his company. Um, I worked for my dad forever. Um, and I knew that was the path I wanted to take. I, I knew I was not going to do a nine to five. And okay. I didn't re- really know at that point what a nine to five was. Um, but I knew I didn't like that. Didn't want any part right. of that. So I wanted to be the one to write my own paychecks. Okay. Um, and as we'll see f- further down this conversation, <laughs> that has its pros and cons, <laughs> yeah. a lot more cons and pros, um, but helping hands. So, uh, going to Pennsylvania where I went to school in Wilkesbury, King's okay. college, they had something very interesting. And this whole business kind of stemmed from an opportunity, which most of the businesses 
kind of, I saw an opportunity and saw something that could lead from that. Mm -hmm. And that was with my pop. He asked me to come clean out his garage in the basement and do all the stuff. And I was like, okay, that doesn't sound like fun, but I'll do that. So we spent the weekend, we cleaned everything out, loaded up a trailer and brought it to the dump. So not only did I get paid for my pop, you know, gave me like a hundred bucks for the weekend, gave me some beers. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I brought all this junk to the junkyard, back then scrap weight, metal scrap weight was actually worth some money. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wait a minute, I'm getting paid to do this, but then also I can get paid to recycle this stuff. Like there could be something to this. So I was on the plane. We came up with a company called Helping Hands. Did a little logo, wrote it on a piece of paper, designed it. It's like two hands shaking or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> and um, went to college that that year, that semester, and got a couple of buddies. So I brought down my trailer, which was really weird. My dad was like, "Why are you bringing a trailer to college? <laughs> to like, why college, do you why yeah. do you want this?" And I was like, "Well, I'm going to clean out people's basements and I'm going to you know sell the sell the junk for beer money." He goes, "Whatever." <laughs> But I mean, so, did, did you have a lot of family support though? Like, yeah, for, of course. For, yeah, my dad was always this like, is "What you wanted to do?" He was just kind of like, "Yeah, do your, go do it, man." You know, keeps you busy as long as you get schoolwork done, which I never did any of that. But you did, know. did your family or did your father in particular have something that he thought that you should grow up to be, or was it just kind no. of like you know, just the you know, being an entrepreneur kind of? I think he always path. wanted me to follow in his footsteps for construction. And do construction. Yeah, I. but he never actually said that at any point. Okay. And uh, I'll get into that aspect later to why I think that was the case. Okay. Um, but I did that. And remember, at this point, I had no idea what I was doing. I have zero, zero. I wasn't even in college at this point. Now, yeah. I, I was going to college, and I, I double majored in psychology and business. So my goal was to understand yeah, like, the yeah. basics of business. But um, I mean, the, the psychology thing, I think, is really interesting. And I think mm-hmm. it's a um, it's probably you, you've played off of that a lot, I would imagine. I mean, especially yeah. knowing what you do now. But I think the, the psychology thing, it, psychology and business, I think, just go hand in hand. And, oh, and people just don't. Uh, it, I think they should sell that in colleges mm-hmm. more as a concept. Right? Like psychology classes should go with business classes, because if you're especially if you're dealing with the public. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, knowing what motivates people, you know, whether they're individuals or groups of people, I think it's is so important. And um, my background, too, I took a lot of psychology. Mm-hmm classes, took a lot of sociology classes, and I, I lean on that probably just as much as I do any of the business classes I took. Could so. not agree more, especially now with everything's online and, you know, social interaction is changing yeah. so much. So psychology is such a big aspect because when you do have those encounters with people, I mean, you can't avoid it, right? You can only work from home so much right. with all those remote jobs. I mean, essentially, you're going to have to get out in the real world. But even working from home, I mean, like right. you see... To you see, know, yeah, on the Zoom meeting, like to, to look at someone's body exactly. language and look at their face, look at their expressions, like how do you read that and how do you play mm-hmm. off of that is so, so very important. And right. I think a lot of people overlook that just the basic basic human responses to conversations mm-hmm. to where um, I think you bring up a good point. That should be something very mandatory yeah. in today's um, education system, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole other topic <laughs> that we're, we're going to yeah. skip over that's for right now. Podcast. Yeah, we're not going to go there. Yeah. Um, so got that started. Uh, it was successful in the sense that, um, you know, I got some jobs, mm-hmm. cleaned out some basements, brought some junk to the scrapyard. Um, bought some beer. Bought some beer. Yeah, <laughs> had some fr- had a lot of uh, fun with friends, but it was also my first real learning experience to 
how to market, how to do things properly. Cause once again, didn't pull a permit, never had an LLC, <laughs> never had, I wasn't, you know, incorporated, none of that. It was just like okay. a fun little business. Um, apparently you're not supposed to stick things in mailboxes. Yeah, no, that's that was, bad. Yeah, that's bad. That's federal that's, offense. That's a federal yeah. offense. So I learned that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a nice little letter, I think a phone call at that time, um, you know, saying, don't do that. <laughs> so it was like a slap on the wrist, but it was like, From okay, Secret I get service. that. So then I learned about, <laughs> I, I learned about door hangers. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I transitioned. Mm-hmm. I, I understood what it took. Um, so from that point, you know, that probably went for two years. So my sophomore year, uh, I was able to move off campus. And I was like, okay, do I want to rent an apartment? Like, you know, I don't want to be on campus anymore. And I kind of looked at the area and I was like, man, why do I want to rent something when I could be a landlord? Okay. Potentially at that point. That was just my thinking. Um, So I found a really nice house, a two-family house. It was really just the way that Will could have a nicer place to live? Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, because, you know, for what rent was and what it right. It was like, how can I do this in a way that I can control and have something really awesome? Mm -hmm. So I talked to my dad. We found a, you know, we found a really nice house, two-family. Upstairs was a family that was living there for many, many years. Uh, Downstairs was vacant. Put an offer on it. Of course, my dad. It was pretty much my dad buying this. I was just mm-hmm. the landlord sure. um, or the landlord's helper. Um, <laughs> but it was a great experience. It was my first taste in kind of real estate, looking at how you do it, how you make mm-hmm. an offer. Um, and then obviously looking at, you know, what costs associated to mm-hmm. that. And I think the biggest aspect of that, I wasn't at that point a college kid anymore in the sense that like I had equity. I had responsibilities in that house to where I wasn't just renting it as a college kid and, you know, destroying it because I wasn't destroying my own property. So that was a very interesting piece for my next two years of college. Because I remember, you know, when I rented rent out the rooms to my friends, I'm like, yo, you guys can't do this. Don't do this. I was, I was very anal. Like I was, yeah. I was really, really anal about that. Plus I had a family living upstairs with kids. So that whole respect thing mm-hmm. and kind of... I still wanted to have a lot of fun. I threw, still threw a lot of parties, but I didn't want to lose a tenant that was paying income. Right. Um, so that was my first taste into that real estate aspect. So I, I wouldn't consider it a second business by any means, but it was more of a learning experience for something to okay. come in the future. So after graduating college, I feel, you know, that was definitely helping hands. Um, and then my senior year in college, um, my friend throughout college, Drew, at that point, I was like, okay, what do I do? You know, graduating, I have this psychology degree. I have this business degree. I knew I wasn't going to do anything with that in the sense of, you know, hand in my resume, trying to get a job. So, so you weren't doing internships no, or anything like no, that? No, 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 no. I was working for the school of will, trying to come mm. up with my own crazy ideas. Sure. Um, and that was interesting because that time, you know, tablets, not tablets, like, Blackberries were just coming out. So mm-hmm. there was no social media. This was, there was no, fa- actually, no, excuse me, Facebook just started. Okay. Facebook started my sophomore year. So that was like, but that marketing, it was just for people to, you know, leave messages and communicate. It was Wasn't really, it right, it was nothing, yeah. right. So Drew and I um, decided to start a fence company. So I moved back home, moved back to New Jersey, okay. and we started Garden State Custom Fencing. So this was my real first company. We got our LLC. We got it incorporated. It was a dual, uh, it was a partnership. Um, we set everything up, bank accounts, lines of credits, all this. We had vendors for fencing company, uh, fencing equipment, all this okay. stuff. So that was definitely 
the first taste of something yeah, real. Yeah, because now you have all of the different, like you said, vendors right. and a partner and, mm -hmm. yeah, like... So it was legitimate. real at that point, yeah, because, yeah. like, college did teach me a little bit, you know, about the, the business aspect. It never taught me anything about the real-world application oh, of, of it. Yeah. But it definitely helped with, like, the foundation of do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you're, you're yeah. on your own, which was good enough. Um, so the first year of that was really good. We did a lot of work for like my dad, his dad. Okay. Um, and then we started once we kind of got, you know, a little bit of energy going and kind of the understanding. Because once again, remember, I had no idea about fences. Right. This all stemmed <laughs> from one summer. One summer in college, his dad was building a house and we were like his lackeys. We were just working for him, doing like all different types of work. And he's like, oh, I got to put this fence up in this $20 million house that he was building. So we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Sure. So we built it. a fence. And yeah. then we looked at Take each other like, wow, we should do fences. And that's literally where that came from, was just doing a fence job for but one week. I mean, week. it goes hand in hand yeah. with the construction. Of course. And, yeah. yeah. And it was fun. It was something we could do. Um, we did that. Just and not a year-round thing, though. I no, it is not a year-round thing, <laughs> which led to some interesting experiences. So in New Jersey, the ground freezes. Yes. It's very cold. So unfortunately, you can't dig holes. But before I tell you about the interesting thing that we did with that, we were very fortunate in getting some contracts. So we, okay. we got a contract with Costco. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we were doing all the inside fencing for oh, Costco. Inside fencing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it was like the 10-foot high commercial chain link fence that you see in Costco that they still have. So we did that. And then we got some contracts with Verizon for cell phone towers. Nice. But so like we were doing really good, but we were still bored in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. So we're in our office and um, they had those old magazines, like the newspapers and all different little things in the back. And one of them said, um, do you want to be a U.S. recovery agent? And I think instantly me and Drew were like, well, I don't know what this is, but this sounds oh, amazing. U.S. Yeah. recovery agent, you know. And uh, lo and behold, a.k.a. bounty hunter. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. So Drew and I went to Newark, New Jersey, and everyone listening. Fencing in the, in the if you summer. you know Newark, pretty gnarly in, area. Yeah. Yeah, Newark is a gnarly like area. not the greatest area. No, not the greatest area at all. Did you have any, did you catch any big time criminals or? Well, you know, so we took our weekend class. Uh, and <laughs> the, the whole weekend. The whole huh? weekend, yeah. <laughs> and to get certified at the end, we had to get pepper sprayed in the face. Oof. So those Facebooks, those pictures live on Facebook. So those are very interesting. Look that up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we got our badges. And in our adventures of bounty hunting, we successfully brought in one person. And that person didn't deserve the treatment to which <laughs> we <laughs> we bestowed upon Look. him. Uh, I believe he was he just skipped uh, court hearing for a DUI. Oh, D so he was DUI. just a DUI. Yeah. It was just like it was so ridiculous. And you acted like he was you know, oh, oh in our probably. yeah he was yeah. Al Qaeda. So we were we were one hundred percent in our opinion going after Al Qaeda. Um, that's how we treated this. Nice. Um, we went to his house that the warrant was stated on, and lo and behold, he was just there on his couch in his underwear. And yeah. um, it's interesting when you are a bounty hunter and you have a um, paper, essentially your bail bondsman, that person gives up their rights. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to knock. We don't oh, have wow. no, there's no knocking. You just bust right it's in. Not like Even if it's just a regular old like, bounty hunter, like you Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you have that person. So they basically give you mm -hmm. all the same things that police have, you know, the no, same. No, even better. No, no, no. 
police, poli- really? yeah, search warrant. Yeah. So this goes beyond a search warrant in the sense that like, if we see them enter a premises or we have suspicion that they're anywhere in that, we can just go in that building. It's very, it's a really weird gray area. That's very intriguing. Um, yeah. And this is also what, you know, 10, 15 years and ago. And I got so. two, you know, recently graduated college kids. Yeah. Cowboys. Totally, just totally not prepared. Like around. they, you should never give people like this a badge. <laughs> um, so Do Drew. you still have this badge? Yes. The, oh. the badge is still in my office. Is this like a lifetime certification or whatever no. it is you did for the week? No. Okay, good. So it's expired? No, or? I just have a badge, a metal badge <laughs> that I, you know, when I was, when I would get pulled over in Jersey, I would flap it out and cops were like, what? Get what that the hell is this? Yeah. Um, so kicked in the door and, uh, he was very confused as you would, one would expect. And, um, Drew started hitting him with his mag flashlights. Nice. And then I proceeded to pepper spray him. <laughs> Just, um, for no reason. For no reason. Yeah. Awesome. He was, re- no, 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 no. Oh wait, he no. was resisting? Yes, he was resisting. He was 100% resisting. Oh, okay. Yes, so we have to just state that for the record. He was resisting. Okay. Um, so we And you rested him to the ground him. in yep. his underwear? Well, he didn't really move too much, but he was resisting. He was verbally resisting, and his arms didn't go in the position that we wanted, his arms oh, and legs okay. to be hogtied. And so we had to forcefully put them there. So you um, used your uh, wrestling skills. Yep, here. yep. Wrestling okay. skills definitely came in handy in bounty hunting. Yep, Got it. Yep. Subdue people and control them and then handcuff them. Uh, brought them to the police station. Cops were very confused. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it was all well within the means of. Okay. You know, and you got paid? Uh, yeah. I think we got paid like 100 bucks, 200 bucks possibly. Now, mind you, at that point, we're thousands of thousands and thousands, yeah, thousands of dollars uh, invested. It. No, it, it, it might be if you use like your full time real thing. Uh, by the time we bought all our gear, um, you know, outfitted the Bronco. You were like fully outfitted. Oh, fully outfitted. Oh God. Oh, yeah. okay. Bulletproof vests, you know, which uh, all the kit, the gear, the boots, um, <laughs> the gas money that we spent driving. Um, that we had a van. We also Did you had like a Bronco. Case his place and no, that one was easy. We just showed. We up. just showed. So we like just showed. First up. time. Yeah, but all the other is. ones we never saw. Or How many did would anyone. you say you searched for? Uh oh. Probably 10, 10 people. So we were one for but 10. But this is the one guy that This you is caught. the one guy we caught. We almost got a $50,000 sheriff reward for someone. Oh, he wow. was actually He was actually wanted for murder. Oh. So that was a good one. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, we were behind him a little bit. Didn't get him. Hmm. So mind you, we don't have guns. They don't, they don't give guns to people in Jersey like that. So, so fully outfitted, they had guns. but no yeah, guns. No, just pepper spray. We, just we were the uh, epitome of a mall Not cop. even a taser, just No, no taser. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't give you guys batons. tasers either. We had batons. Oh, so you had like a yeah. asp kind yeah. of thing? Mm-hmm. Nice. Absolutely. Retractable baton. Very <laughs> stealth, very handy. Um, so, yeah, we got our one guy. And that was kind of the that was kind of the highlight and the end. We ended that at the at a you know on a high <laughs> note. We got somebody. And we're like, okay, we're done with this. Yeah. Let's focus back on fencing. Yeah. Um, so went back into the fencing career and uh, never really got away from it, but really focused in on. It. We were doing really good. Um, you know, at that point, I had maybe a class I never took in college or never really paid attention to, and that was more of the what to do with your money, the finances <laughs> part, okay. um, just the basic economics. Yeah, so did you end up making any money from yeah. this? So we that? made a lot of money. Oh. Um, but but you spent it all on being a bounty hunter. Well, <laughs> that and just being foolish and not ever understanding the fact of, you know, these contracts come and go. We weren't, a, we weren't aware of the go part. 
Mm-hmm. So we'd make a thousand, spend ten thousand. Awesome. So you know all of these new tools and all these things, and yeah. you know credit card lines of credit, and we're like, oh, this is so awesome. Let's pay the minimum and not worry <laughs> about anything. Um, so that kind of took its toll a little bit. You know, we okay. balanced out. Drew decided to go to Florida, start a new venture with selling insurance. Okay. And I decided to dive in deeper into the fence company. Okay. So I brought that back to North Jersey because we were in Clifton at the time. Okay. Um, and then from that point, I knew I wanted to expand because once again, winter was still an issue. Mm-hmm. So from there, I kind of went back with my dad and looked at the opportunity with, because he had so, he was a general contractor mm-hmm. and he was a builder. So he had access to everyone, all plumbers, electricians, drywall, finishers, framers, everything. So I was like, okay, what can I do from this? that I can kind of get my feet wet. So I decided to start working on remodeling basements. Okay. So it was a good start. I knew that electric was minimal. Plumbing was very rare. It was mainly just drywall sure. finishing and, you know, some cool things like that trim. All well within my we- my wheelhouse of what I was able to do myself personally. Um, so I started that. It was really successful. Uh, oh, I did a couple okay. of big basements, got some really good jobs once again through connections of my dad. Um, nice. But, you know, kind of held my own. I uh, had great accounts at 84 Lumber. <laughs> and then that dove into an interesting situation. My father at that point was building a commercial building. Okay. So he was just finishing framing it. And um, right before that, my buddy Hudson got out of the Army. So he moved to New Jersey after he finished. He, he was in Iraq. He was a scout sniper. And uh, he was doing fencing with me. And then he was doing all the basement remodels. So my dad's like, hey, I got a whole bunch of work. Work on this building with me. So we did everything from framing, drywall, this stuff. So we were essentially fencing him when we get a job, but then okay. working with him full time. Did you like it? Loved it. That was amazing because I was doing everything from Mason. I was doing stone work. Do you like the variety? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was learning from the electricians. So one thing I will take you back, um, I guess I can never say I've never worked for anyone. I have. I worked for my dad. Okay. Um, And that first time working for him when I was very young, you know, we went to the job site and I was like, well, what am I going to do? Where's my hammer? Mm -hmm. You know, just assuming that I'm going to get a hammer and smack this. Right, yeah. And my first tool actually was a, a broom. Okay, makes he's, sense. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, until you master a broom, then you can have other tools. And that really stayed with me my whole life because, you know, he was the cleaner your job site is, the mm-hmm. cleaner you do things, and the more you show the people that work for you right. that this is how you operate and how you work, they're going to work to your standards. You just leave shit everywhere and you're, you're a mess and a slop. Yeah. They don't care. They have no respect for your job site. So every morning when you get there, you clean. You're the first person to clean, the last person to clean. And that really, really, truly helped me from fencing to everything I did because even customers saw that. You don't want to leave someone's property a mess. You don't want to do that. The more respect you have for everyone else and how you operate, not only does it help the job overall, but it also just Mm appearance-wise is fantastic. I mean, also, I mean, if it's a training tool, right? I mean, I think that that's great. I mean, Mm -hmm. did your father do that with everybody or was it you? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, that's how he operated. Okay. So I yeah, would that's assume, what I mean. Like correct. I could see that being like his mo. Like somebody yeah. comes on, like okay, this is this is what you get until I I, you know, you can be trusted and sh- you show that okay, you respect what we're doing here and understand that this is the yeah. business that we run. I guess yeah, because I mean, he never really had like because like, everything was union too. Okay. So it was a little different. I was definitely uh, a special case. He okay. didn't really was, he didn't really have like 
people working. They were, but they were for they were trades, different okay. trades, and he sure. ran the whole okay. job to organize the trades and stuff. Got it. But yes, I would I would assume so. Yeah. Um, but so it's interesting. So like, yeah, you took that and like, as I could see that in, you know, the, the work that we've done together mm-hmm. and you know, the, the construction prog- mm-hmm. projects that we've done together. Yeah. We have. I definitely Those are fun. Yeah, <laughs> done a few. <laughs> but so, I get that. So that's interesting. Yeah. 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 So we're building this building and gets all done. And um, the first floor, you know, he started renting it out. So kind of took that process, learning commercial real estate. Um, and the first tenant that came in was actually Snap Fitness. Oh, so it was okay. A gym. So Hudson and I were like, okay, this is cool. I met the owner, her name was Sherry. And um, obviously we still had to do some construction. Mm-hmm. She then hired my dad to do all the retrofitting inside. So then that was actually me and Hudson. We set everything up. So I really got to understand like, okay, look, all this gym equipment, what was going on. Because at that point I was working out just to work out. You know, okay. in college, high school, the gym was always my place to train for specific reasons, for wrestling, athlete, you know, whatever mm-hmm. whatever that was. I never really worked out in the sense of, like, bodybuilding or sure. any of that. It was just to be in great shape and just let stress out. Okay. Um, so that was my first taste of looking at it from a business point of view. Okay. So... We finished the gym. Gym was open, and it was called the Snap Fitness. So it was a franchise, um, and I was like, "Okay, this is interesting." I spent some time here, and uh, once again, winter comes up again, mm-hmm. so slow. And Sherry, you know, we developed a relationship. I kind of wanted to learn from her and see what this is all about. And Hudson and I decided to get our personal training license, nice, so we could work there. Um, so then we started. Had training. you thought about doing anything in that line before, kind no. of the Snap Fitness experience? No. No, I had no gym. A gym was never in my radar. So there's, but or I mean, anything like physic, like not physical work, but um, physical fitness related. You know, had had it ever crossed your mind? Oh no, being a trainer, being nope. Nope. nutritionist, any nope. of that kind of stuff. This was Zero. kind of the. It was all for personal. Got to see what it. Yeah, was I was just. About. It was. I knew I had to build. If I ever wanted to get into that, the more she was talking, the more I was learning from her and how she got to the part of owning a gym, she kind of took steps. Okay. And the way I always look at a business is if all your employees go away or if any, anything stops, if you cannot handle and don't understand every single aspect of that business to mm-hmm. a certain degree, you shouldn't be in it. Right. You know, you have to have some understanding of each component to what makes up that business. Sure. So I wasn't really at the mindset of owning a gym at that point, I think maybe I was getting, mm-hmm. oh, this could be really cool because I loved it. But training, I was looking at it from like extra money at sure. that point, and I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. So spent the summer or spent the winter uh, personal training, and I would say probably a week into that, I was like, okay, wait a minute. You were hooked. Yeah, I, I was hooked in the sense of like, I don't have control of this. This isn't my gym. This isn't, I, I love it and I could see where it's going. So I talked to Hudson, talked to Sherry, and uh, we kind of got a quick little lesson on, you know, what it would be like to own a Snap Fitness oh, and a franchise. Okay. Um, so fast forward six months, um, Hudson and I decided to buy a franchise. Oh, wow. So we ended up buying a Snap Fitness franchise. Uh, and really all that is is a piece of paper. Yeah. And it's like, it was like 15 grand. And that $15,000 essentially said, you can own a Snap Fitness somewhere in this territory of New Jersey. Yeah. Um, 
So the next steps as followed were interesting because when we did this, we were under the impression that Snap Fitness, we were under the impression that Snap Fitness would help, help finance, yeah. right? They would help with financing, the equipment and all these things, which they do and they don't. They essentially just have the vendors that you have to use. Right. Which it's that's more of a, a whole restriction other, than, right, a, a than an yeah. And that I wasn't happy about, but I was more excited about the financing aspect because I knew I didn't have the funds yeah. to come anywhere close and where was I going to get these funds. So I figured if I was a franchisee, I would be backed sure. and essentially have a backer for the money because they would want this to work because they're getting, think, yeah. they're, I'm making money for them. But did you buy it directly from them or did you yes. buy it from someone no, who had already had? Okay. No, no, your first, no, so you have to buy directly from them, okay. get approved and all this stuff. So we made it through all that. We found our, our stake. We found our location. We mm -hmm. found our building. We found, you know, we went through rent, commercial real estate, understanding that, you know, um, all the different terms in commercial real estate, mm -hmm. looking at, you know, it's a lot of. A lot of different aspects that I had no idea, but I was sure learning. even more stuff. Yeah, yeah that's crazy, you been in, right? Uh, exposed to, and it was fun. It was a great experience. So we had it. And we're like, okay, cool, we got this. You know, this is what we need. This is how much money we need. And it was like I don't know, three hundred thousand for whatever it was. Did you do a business um, plan? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. First real big. So oh, like yeah. legit like, sat down oh, and planned this out. 100%. So this was not like a fly by the seat of our pants. No, this no, no, was no, a no, legitimate. No, no this was a legit. Right yeah, yeah. I still have that somewhere. I mean, it was laminated because there wasn't like docs. <laughs> it was like right. we walk in with multiple presentations to sit down with banks. Mm -hmm. Like it was legit mm -hmm. as it could be at that point. Um, and essentially got denied, 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 denied. So we're like, okay, well, the franchise will back us. And they're like, oh, no, no, yeah, we, no. Don't, we don't do that. You have yeah. to get your own money. So that was a devastating blow. Yeah. Um, Hudson and well, I. I mean, they sell them like the, it's going to be this, you know, anybody can do it kind of cure all kind mm -hmm. of thing. But like it, like I said, in 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 the end, it's it's a formula. It's not really the assistance that a lot of people go into a franchise thinking that they're going to get. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, it's re it's really more, you know, th these are the rules that you can operate in, and I'll send you some marketing materials so you don't have to build your own marketing. But mm -hmm. beyond that. You're kind yeah, of you're on, on your own. You're on your own, yeah. Yeah, and you got to pay us. Mm -hmm. Right, <laughs> so. and they take a huge percentage, Yeah, which that's a whole other situation in yeah. itself. Um, so that was a pretty big blow, uh, not getting that to go through. So we were still doing fencing. We were still doing construction, um, and I believe Hudson and I just kind of had a conversation. We're like, okay, this, you know, this isn't going to work. What do we want to do? Do we want to kind of... Two options: we could sell the franchise, which we knew. So you never was, even got it open. No, like never, you never got it never, off the ground. It you know, was just never even signed a still lease. Still in its no, infancy. Not yeah. even. Yeah, it was still a piece of paper at that point. Yeah. Um, Hudson hasn't, you know, didn't see his family for years and years. Um, so he decided that he was going to move back to Colorado oh, and okay. do something. So and, lost your uh, partner. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. Uh, so we decided to take a trip to Mexico. Okay, regroup. Uh, yeah, kind of regroup, just kind of hang out, take a, you know, see what happens. And I was walking on the beach, and um, this girl walked by me that had angel wings tattooed on her back, and I, ironically enough, have angel wings tattooed on okay. my back. And, um, yeah, for the next, you know, six months, we started seeing each other. She happened to live in Myrtle Beach. Okay. And I'm this Jersey guy doing all this Jersey stuff and this, this Southern Belle nonsense. <laughs> um, 
And, um, you know, that's the point when Hudson and I came to that conclusion. I was like, all right, well, construction's good, but uh, nothing was really holding me down to some, like, you know, crazy thing that I was going to keep doing this in Jersey. Sure. And I decided, oh, I'm young, why not? Let's take a risk. And now i got a girl and, in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so packed everything up, and everybody went our way, and I drove down to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So it was good. I mean, you parted with Hudson mm-hmm. amicably. He, oh, he yeah, yeah. There was nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was nothing. That's there, good. No one's fault. We both knew that. I mean, it yeah. was just, it is, yeah, shit yeah. happens. Yeah, exactly. We took a risk yeah. and didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um so came down to Myrtle Beach. Uh, I did some research beforehand. I knew what I was going to do in Myrtle Beach. Um, I had a company I set up called Beachside Fence. Okay. So I was going to stick right into stick fencing. fencing. It was a really yep. easy transition. I had a commercial unit already picked out. Um, so that was signed before I even moved down. Okay. So moved down, went right to work, essentially. Was in my office every day, building out to my little man cave work. <laughs> place it was awesome welding it was all awesome stuff um you know what are you welding i i don't know i just wanted to weld yeah i mean (laughs) you have metal you got to weld stuff which ironically enough came in very handy yes but we'll save that for later (laughs) um so really wanted to because at that point i didn't know anyone I didn't have any work I could showcase. I didn't have anything. So the, the, yeah, the you items totally that I did have. Yeah, you make a name for yourself down right. here. Yeah. So my office was something I could take photos of, and I knew I could okay, kind like, of showcase yeah, you're work. You're your first client. Kind and of then thing. the house yeah. I moved into, you know, I redid the whole garage, um, and I set it up to where I knew that could be a showcase of my abilities mm-hmm. in construction. So open up Beachside Fence. That was fairly good. I wasn't really, I didn't feel it as much. Um, so I was like, you okay. Didn't, you didn't feel it here as and, opposed yeah, to. Yeah, in South Carolina. Yeah, well, it, it just different. wasn't. Um, well, okay. For one, fencing is very different in mm-hmm. South Carolina. Than it was in New Jersey. I was really specializing in the like black wrought iron, very high end. Okay. Well, I mean, this is definitely a different demographic than what right. you're doing. So <laughs> when I was putting prices together, I was getting underbid terribly because sure. what a hole would cost in Jersey, what a hole would cost here is yeah. totally different, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. Um, but also the material itself, I mm-hmm. wasn't used to vinyl. Everybody wants to do vinyl yeah. down here. And I'm like, I hate vinyl. I don't like this. <laughs> so I was pushing jobs away I didn't like to do, which you can't do that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, screw that. Let's do basement remodels. Wow. Well, there's no basements in South <laughs> Carolina, which is fine. So I had to adapt. And uh, I noticed in my neighborhood and pretty much in general, people love to hang out in their garages mm. in South Carolina. Yeah, very the doors southern. open. Yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, well, that's still a room. Yeah, we can still modify that. Yeah. So I got into garage remodeling, I guess you could say. So I mm-hmm. got some vendors there, cabinets, colors, flooring, the, the like the snap together flooring and all this different okay. stuff. And like depending on how people want it, you do a movie theater room or just whatever, sure. darts, game room. So I did that for a while. And where my office was located, it was very intriguing because I would say I was probably six months in at this point, and I never really thought of the gym. Okay. I never, I never really that that blow. Of, so you kind of like had put that behind yeah. you. It wasn't. Yeah. I was working out. I signed up to go to Crabtree, so I was working okay. out. I was working out in Crabtree, which was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't really, I didn't really have that in me. I went to American athletic okay. uh, and I was like, eh, okay, I signed up there. Um, but, but I mean, but like, were you really at this point, like you were a personal, you had your personal training uh, mm-hmm. certification, but like, were you, you know, was, was it a lifestyle for you at this point? Yes. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. I was working so out pretty. Oh, yeah. I was working rat. out. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was definitely working out in the sense of more general health. Okay. I guess it wasn't more body. It still wasn't that, um, you know, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't understand like where I wanted to go with fitness. It was oh, just because okay. I enjoyed working out. Okay. So I would train, you know, four days this a week, five days. Yeah. yeah, it was an outlet. Yeah. Um, I wasn't training to the sense of like understanding growth and what I was looking to accomplish out of my workouts. Okay. It was more of just general, you know, the average kind of guys work out. Uh, cause I was still really young. So genetics mm-hmm. were on my side and I didn't <laughs> have to, I could still eat whatever I yeah, wanted. How, how old were you when you moved to Myrtle Beach? 25. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this all happened within, this all happened within a year. Yeah. So, so you've already owned five businesses. Mm-hmm. And About five. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, before you were 25? Before I was 25. Moved mm-hmm. down here. Okay. Yeah, yeah so five in, um, about 25. Yeah, because I went to one bike week. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I had I had a Harley and an R6, so that's how I know because I remember, yeah. Okay. So 25. Um, and um, so now at this point, I'm like six months in, and I'm starting to understand where I live. Mm-hmm. Understand, like I started meeting people, hanging out with people. Um, and where the office was located... On my drive home every day to Surfside, there was a building that I would just look at every single day. And it was the Sylvan Learning Center. Mm-hmm. And it was three identical 5,000 square foot buildings that had beautiful store um, road frontage, mm-hmm. signage. They were standalone. They were really, really nice. Okay parking. But the biggest thing that intrigued me by was the, the road traffic. There was just so much traffic. Mm-hmm. It was on a main highway, 17. I was on 17 Bypass. And, um, so I think one day I was like, man, that would make a great gym. <laughs> Don't know where it came from, yeah. but it happened. And the well, second- Well, do you find yourself doing that on the regular? Like, is that something oh, you do now? Yeah, all the time. It's funny. I, yeah, I asked that because like, it's something that I do. And like, I, I, I guess it's just one of those, like, if you're an entrepreneurial kind of person, like, this is just how your brain kind of goes. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like I, I drive by places and I'm like, wow, that would be a good spot. I don't know for what. Mm-hmm. But that w- that is a great location. A hundred percent. Are you a daydreamer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I am a compulsive, scary daydreamer. Yeah. Driving is the best thing I have in my life. I love driving. I love riding my motorcycle because it's weird though because I don't know that I'm driving sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, like you get like lost. I'll miss turns, yeah. but I'm so <laughs> visually in a moment. Yeah, like to you're where just I'm building a business. What you're I'm doing. building yeah. like I could be. A hundred percent into a company doing so many things, so many overwhelmed, but I'll daydream about something completely separate, a product, and I'll build it out from the beginning and I'll take my whole drive and I'll completely yeah. build this plan out. And I do it all. I, I would so say funny. actually every single day I do. Like that. I, I do that incessantly. Yeah. Like, bec- and it's funny cause you know. I think it's one of the things that, that you and I have in common mm-hmm. and why kind of, you know, you and I are a little bit of kindred spirits in that way is because I do exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of the things that I, I've always appreciated about you and um, I think kind of even gotten from you since I've known you is just that ability to recognize an opportunity mm-hmm. and like always be looking for an opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Which I think not enough people in the world do. Right, I mean, although I don't know what would happen if everybody did it, but um, a lot like more it's accidents. just <laughs> well, if everybody did it while they're driving, mm, like we true, do, but um, it's just I think just that's one of those skills that I, I guess you're probably born with that um, 
not everybody has that you could just see the opportunity in a location or in an idea or a concept or, you know, just, I don't know. And, and, and I think that's something that I've always gotten from you and it's something that I do. And I think it's, it's kind of what kind of draws us together a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, cause yeah, not everybody has that. Not no. everybody's like that. No. And I, I can yeah. visualize the paths like the yeah. doors. So you take an idea, it's not it. just taking the idea and going with it. It's taking that idea and then putting 20 doors in front of you and then going through each one of those doors mm -hmm. and then going to another door and relaying those steps and looking at, okay, if this goes wrong, then this happens and this goes wrong, mm -hmm. backing up, doing it again and repeating that process 20 times over. The what ifs. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I think that's, that has really, really helped me because I would think most people that know me think I'm very, um, you know, um, instantaneous and mm -hmm. just do it, which relatively I am, but I'm actually not. Well, you're probably more like the strategic planner, the long-term planner, right. but in the moment you're fly by the seat of your pants. Kind of. kind, but it's because that's like something of. that, that I definitely were not, we're, we're the same because kind, I am like, of. I get to think it all out. But I think my thinking process is just sped up tremendously. Okay. I, I don't think I've ever made, I don't think I ever say yes to something without and I could say yes instantaneously. Okay. But you've thought But as this conversation's happening and I know we're leading to that question, yeah. I'm already going through okay. if I because I'm like saying, okay, if, if I'm having a conversation with someone and are they about to ask me something that might do this, I'm already, already predetermining okay. thinking if I say yes, I can do this, I can do this, or if I know so I'm already going through those steps mm -hmm. instantaneously. Yeah. So it, yeah, I might think like I'm saying yes instantly. So that's interesting because I, I feel like that we actually have in common. But so do you find, though, that you have a hard time living in the moment because of that? Because you're always mm -hmm. down the road? No, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's something that I, I struggle yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, I even had to tattoo it on my arm, so, mm -hmm. like right here where I can see it, mm -hmm. so I could actually be reminded, mm -hmm. enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. Because especially when you're doing things like, you know, being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you can miss mm -hmm. Just what you've created and the beauty of it and, and uh, the greatness of it mm -hmm. because you're worried about what comes next. A hundred percent. And that is, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I deal with that every day. Yeah. And, th and it's hard, like, like having a podcast, like talking with mm -hmm. you. I have a hard time, you know, remembering a lot of the specific moments or details. Yeah. Because you're, you're, I don't, you're thinking I, ahead. I, not, I already forgot that. about them because yeah. there are so many things in that moment that it, I'm really bad with dates and certain things I have to think about because I don't, I don't focus on that particular accomplishment or achievement. It's so instantaneously over mm -hmm. because I'm already thinking about well, I have to. But then I do something else. Yeah. Right. Do you find that you're getting better as you get older? No. It's getting, at it? It's no, getting you're, worse. you're not. It's getting so worse because yeah, of the cool. business I'm in now. It's actually, oh, getting, it's it's fast, actually getting much worse, moving. progressively worse. Um, but I'm, I'm at least now in my older years, I'm more conscious of it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. But it's, you yeah. know, I'm trying. I'm sure I, I'm sure I'll get there, but I'm more afraid of what am I going to say that when I'm 70, mm -hmm. you know, but the plus side is we have digital recordings sure. or so, you know. Okay. Whatever. So it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so um, you've, so you've, you've, you've scouted a location. Scouted, well, no, well, kind of, or I, I saw an opportunity envisioned, envisioned something. Yeah. So I would say for the next two months, um, I privately just started thinking, um, I mean, uh, two months seems like a long time, a month. <laughs> okay. I would say a month because like I'm a pretty, yeah, I'm a, I'm pretty, yeah. So I would say about a month maybe. But are you somebody too that like, you're going to have the whole thing figured out before you even tell me. A hundred percent. 
Yeah. yeah I had again, same. Yeah, everything yeah. before I opened my mouth. I was probably a month, you know, maybe even a couple of weeks, but because <laughs> I, I mean, I was so, when I said that, this is the weird part. So when I said that, that would make a great gym the next week, something really close. There was a sign for a lease or for okay. rent on that building. Cause remember I drove that every single day yeah. and then All I saw the four lease and I'm like, Oh boy. Yeah. Oh shit. This is it. Yeah. This is the moment. So from that point of seeing that, I knew time was not on my side. Mm-hmm. There wasn't many, there was not many properties that were, you know, for rent. It wasn't yeah. really happening. Um, and that's where I got to work. I said, okay, where are all the gyms? Um, let me go back to Snap Fitness. I hated 99% of the things that Snap Fitness represented, how they did things. And remember, at this point, I don't have anything when it comes to a fitness company. I didn't have right. any vendors or any anything. So I knew it had to be 24 hours. So I knew right off the bat that one thing I loved about Snap Fitness was it was a 24-hour gym. Mm -hmm. So I was very, very accustomed to that whole 24-hour aspect. Yeah, the concept of it, yeah. And knowing Myrtle Beach at that time, one, there was no 24-hour gyms. Mm -hmm. And two, you know, the people that worked in Myrtle Beach, there was a lot of waiters, uh, cops, you know, everybody. So a lot of people worked hospitality. So I knew the opportunity for that was going to be huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, 2 o'clock in the morning yeah, in this building exactly. is, yeah, it's when Packed, you got people here. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. So I was like, okay, that that's going to be 100%. That has to be it. So from there, I so just like started. The, the, you like the 24 hours and you like the color scheme. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, they are red. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But they're not, yeah, I guess they are the same color scheme. Yeah. It's no, kind of. No, totally. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, red and, red and black's awesome. So, you know, screw that. <laughs> I'm going to deny that. So, um, <laughs> I just know that's what color they are. They are. Yeah, they are. That is true. I forgot about that. Um, so from that point, I just started. That was it. That was the only thought that consumed my life. Um, you know, looking at, once again, using Snap Fitness because it did really help. Mm-hmm. I, I think if I didn't have that experience at Snap Fitness, I don't think you this would have no ever happened. Right. Do. And yeah. I don't think I would have, I don't think it would have happened, honestly, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had that that Kickstarter, like sure. nothing would have motivated me to do that. Well, anyhow, so I took their guidelines. Um, obviously, I had to change everything, put it into a different gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I looked at the protocol, what it took to get the facility open and all these things. So I had all that done probably two weeks. Um, That's pretty quick. And then I started telling everybody. So that okay. was my next step, telling my family, uh, telling the person I was with, you know, I'm going to do this. Um, and then came the name. Was everybody kind yeah. of receptive? Thought everybody like was, it was a good idea. Um, huge undertaking. I'm mm. still 25 at this point. Yeah. You know, and they also like, well, we know what happened the last time kind of situation, but yeah. it was okay. Like, if you want to do this and you really feel this is an opportunity, I came at it from a much different approach. Mm-hmm. I came at it from an understanding of a failure. Mm-hmm. So I took my last sure. failure and I took one of my experiences from that last failure and I brought it forward with me. So I was able to lay it out and articulate how I was describing it to the people I wanted to do this with right. much better. And they could see I wasn't that you learned guessing, from it. Right. Yeah. I wasn't guessing about things. I had a lot more confidence. I had a lot more understanding of the business mm-hmm. to an extent that you possibly sure. could have at that point. Um, so I had all that prepared. Uh, and then came the most important part was the name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and honestly... The name was easy because um, I knew. So, backstory to Sky Fitness. So, my brother's name was Skyler. Mm-hmm. He passed away when I was 10. He was five years old. We were playing baseball together and he had a large heart. Um, so, I 
you know, lived with that since 10 years old and experienced how that affected my family yeah, and my rough. father, yeah. his business. And I would say that's going I mean, back that to have the, a huge impact, not on you, yeah. your family. And I mean, it's something uh, that yeah, forever, my mom and dad, there. especially, especially. Yeah. My mom. Oh yeah. Um, and I, and that what goes back to the beginning of the conversation I'm saying, or get to that about following, fo- uh, following in my father's footsteps that day forever changed my dad. Mm-hmm. His construction business was no longer what he cared about. Like his, yeah, it used to be his end all be all, right. and now it's not. Like yeah. he was a big commercial builder, and he stopped. Oh he wow! He just stopped. He just didn't care. I, I don't want to say the word. I don't. I don't want to offend him in any way. But it just wasn't the it same. Was the lack it of motivation yeah. of life and what his, you know, what he saw important was his taken whole away from universe. Him. Was right. So different. I think that was a really big play on what led me to come to South Carolina in the first place. Um, Actually, I can guarantee that's probably why I ended up in South Carolina. How so? Um, because following just to get my out father, of Jersey? yeah, and... yeah, I just needed a change, and I, I knew there. I don't think there was anything there at that okay. point. Okay. So named it Sky Fitness, um, which and, I think is great, by the way. Yeah. And I mean, it's why it will always be Sky Fitness as long as it's me, because I think it's just. Um, I, I remember you telling me that, you mm-hmm. know, when you and I first sat down and talked about buying the business, and uh, it was just one of those things that drew me to it, mm-hmm. along with the great location mm-hmm. and what you had built out of it. But just it really just says this is a family based. Mm-hmm business, Mm -hmm. right? Like, because, and it's something that people to this day don't realize, especially with, you know, how it's grown, that this is a family owned and operated business Mm -hmm. that, that, and it will always be right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, that's the embodiment of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And the fact that it is still called sky fitness. And I mean, people all over the country name their, their Mm -hmm. gym sky fitness, but it's for very different reasons. And I had to fight that battle for you, which we won. (laughs) We won that battle. So yes, but this, I mean, this is much more meaningful, right? Like I I love that. Like Like, crazy. 15 years later, I'm walking in and you know, Chris Strickland's there. Yeah, people. I mean, the memories I have of Chris from the day he signed up, I will. Rem- <laughs> I remember that vividly. I mean, that what, well, an he's hour somebody ago. you don't forget. <laughs> right, but it's just like the fact that he's still here. Yeah. You know, that relationship well, has I think moved people on see to that. you they feel and it. moved on. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's an unbelievable experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a side story. I, I had a conversation with kid um, uh, Stephen Johnston. Oh, yeah. Today. Joe Bear. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I said, yeah. how old are you? And, you know, he said, I'm 28. I mm-hmm. said, dude, you were a kid when mm-hmm. I met you. And that's when I met him. And mm-hmm. he had been going there for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, he's like, I'll never join another mm-hmm. gym. Mm-hmm. This is my gym. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said him and another kid, you know, Austin, that they mm-hmm. were just children. Yeah. And they're oh, yeah. still here. They're grown men like that I wow. see walking through here. And it's, wow. it's crazy. That's it's, awesome. It's, it's, it's a lot crazy. makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's still so many. Mm-hmm. And, and, but that's why. Yeah. I mean, it's because that was, you know, even, you know, starting with the name and then how you put that into the business. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of the the underpinning of the business was family to mm-hmm. begin with. Yep. And I, I think it shows, you know, to this day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it was an undertaking at that point. It was um, once I made up my mind and I had the blessing of everyone in my, you know, my family. I don't think I ever really needed the blessing, but it felt good to have it. Oh, It felt yeah. really good to have the support. Um, got everything together, figured everything out where I was going to get all the, um, you know, the vendors from. Mm -hmm. And one other piece of the story that really helped tremendously was not only was the location so amazing, 
mm-hmm. and it was across the street from a place I've been going to for six months. Mm-hmm. But next door to my building that I rented was a place called Quality Fitness. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, serendipity, insane. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, I never met Duck uh, until I decided I was going to open a gym across the street. And um, once I had everything pretty much figured out, I walked in there, opened those do- double doors, and I walked in, and he was sitting at the counter like he always <laughs> does, and Cheryl was in his in the back. And I said, I want to introduce myself. I said, hey, I'm Will. I, I'm your neighbor over here, and mm-hmm. I'm about to rent this building across the street for a gym. And he goes, what? <laughs> I go, who are you? You're doing what? What, what are you doing? Uh, and that was it. Me and him, he took me under his wing. Um, and crazy enough, he had every bit of gym equipment that yeah. just came out of a gym in North Myrtle Beach that he was a partner in. Mm-hmm. And it was just sitting there, great condition, awesome stuff. It was only a couple of years old at that point. <clears throat> and um, still here today. Yeah, still here today. <laughs> yeah. So quality, quality fitness. Yeah. Um, so he really helped me. Uh, we went across the street. <clears throat> he showed me how to lay everything out. And we kind of talked through it and what I, what my vision was, how my flow. Because when you're but designing a gym, I as mean, you know, you found like a guy and, who oh, was yeah. willing to. Oh, my God. And he wasn't going to be a jerk about it. No. Even though you're some 25-year-old yeah. kid walking in off the street, he actually helped he, you. I mean, yeah. that's, that's Well, he great. was really helpful when I wrote him the first check. <laughs> I'm sure that like, helped. you know, because like when he first wrote me the bill, it was like, what, like 98000 or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, I need 50%. And I think when he, when I actually wrote that check, I remember, I remember, like, okay. I remember yeah. writing that check. Oh, I bet. Um, you know, for whatever, $45,000 sitting, sitting in, at his little desk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was milestone moments of my life that I haven't thought about for years and years and years, but I can vividly remember walking through there and where he was like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, now it comes the time, uh, lease assigned, everything's ready. Uh, and it was a Sylvan learning center. So mm-hmm. what really helped me was all those prior businesses mm-hmm. was two things. One having at that point now is pretty, pretty good in construction. I had a pretty good background. I, I really knew my way around pretty much all types of construction to a certain yeah. degree. Uh, I did all the construction myself. Um, yeah, that's huge. Which is huge. That saved me. Uh, I, Huge. Yeah, probably a hundred grand. I, I don't know. A lot oh, of money. At yeah. least, yeah. Because um, that place had to be all carved up with yeah. offices and all. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. And I remember negotiating the lease with Lee Guy for the first time. He was offering me two months free rent of build out with uh, a five-year term mm-hmm. with two more fives, I think. Because mm-hmm. you had it with a five, right? Yes. Yeah. So, and I was like, okay, that's not going to work. So... I, I got him to one. I got three months. Okay. Um, but I knew in my business plan with cash flow and what I was going to be able to get mm-hmm. after I sold all my worldly possessions, yeah. which I literally sold everything I had. I believe that. Um, and then took a lot of loans. Uh, I knew I could only have two months to officially build it and then use a month then, yeah. of opening for pre-sale to get my cash flow before rent actually started. Mm-hmm. So once again, experience, I had that understanding yeah. of I didn't just waste three months dilly-dallying around. Um, so right to work, you know, 18, 19, 20-hour days. I mean, there were times where I slept there. My dogs came. <laughs> I was sleeping there, waking up and Your working. Your family helped? Uh, my dad and my pop came down, uh, which was amazing. Um, I have so many videos. I think that was like the starts of <laughs> recording things. Um, but, yeah, so we started doing demos, cool. setting everything up, spraying the ceilings. Um, and then it was weird because, like, I think a month and a half in that 
construction, um, the person I was with was doing a lot of work on remodels in Florence, and we found a really good house that we wanted to buy okay. for a remodel. And I'll never forget this. We're like, the sign, oh, the sign was going up. The Sky Fitness sign was getting okay. put on the wall. And Tyson signs, I think it was Tyson, Tyson signs? Haynes. Haynes. Haynes signs. Like, hey, your sign's coming up in a week. And we found this house in Florence across, no, Mullins, sorry. We found this house Mullins. in Mullins across the street. Oh, maybe it was Florence. Yeah, Florence Hospital. Okay. Yeah, it was still Florence. far. Yeah, yeah, it was. So it was a condemned house that was going on auction. And it was like, I don't know, 15, 16 grand. Mm -hmm. But I knew the rent there was Section 8, and I knew the rent would do really well. Oh, okay. So we decided to buy this house. <laughs> on top of everything on else top of they everything. were doing. Signs okay. coming in a week. And we remodeled a condemned house in one week with a crew and ourselves one working week. at night one, one week. Yeah. Wow. And had it rented out in two weeks and got so a So you took a break from the gym? Eight. No. No. Worked at the gym during the day. Part time. And we're doing that at Old night town. and vice versa. Have people, yeah, doing that. So that was a, I remember that. It was a really bad neighborhood. There were, it was a really bad neighborhood. Um, <laughs> but that was a really interesting experience to try and take that on. That I think like that shows. down, yeah. Yeah, that time. shows the, my mental stability of <laughs> my 80, I don't, I don't even know what you, well, you call saw the that. opportunity. Yeah, I saw an opportunity and what we got to do. I in mean, hindsight, that, terrible pretty... idea, terrible, terrible <laughs> idea. Shouldn't have done that, but I did. So sign went up um, and uh, yeah, Jim was done. So now comes my first taste of marketing. Because um, this is a pre-Planet Fitness and oh, yeah, there's the nothing. area. It's, it's, it's really just me, Gold's Gym. Um, American Athletic Club, um, North Myrtle, North Myrtle, uh, Crabtree, which I never really considered Crabtree to be a because it was a very different aspect. Mm -hmm. They were it closed is, very yeah. often, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, so that was it. Um, and then that first week of pre-sales um, just got done, and this is the time where I was sitting there going, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is this is this is this the right decision? Yeah. Am I, am I gonna am I gonna totally lose everything, or what's gonna happen here? Yeah. Um, did you, I mean, then, did you know how to do kind of you know? So you were doing paper, radio, television, no, or um, no? Like it was just no, no. This was just pre, this was like a sign. little bit. Of, yeah, this is mostly from the sign because so during construction process, a lot of people were stopping in. Okay. So once that once that one sign went out on the um, the marquee mm -hmm. outside. Then people started coming in. So I was but like, you were okay, getting a good word good. of mouth. Yeah, that. yeah. People okay. started to know, um, and that's when the like all the advertisers started coming in too. Mm -hmm. Like iHeartRadio came yeah. in. Okay. Uh, newspapers started coming. So then I was also getting a taste of where I was going to advertise. Okay. So I w I didn't really have to go out and because this is old school marketing at this point. Yeah. Right? Like everybody's yeah. foot on ground. Everybody's doing yeah. it for you essentially. Um, but still not so, easy to no, maneuver. No, not yeah. know where to put your money. Yeah. Because money at this point, every dollar was very important at this point. Yeah. Um, so we did a little bit pre-sale. I think we did advertise the pre-sale. Um, were you doing out of the gate even in the pre-sale you were um, what you ended up with in terms of a, a strategy for memberships? Or were you did you start off trying to do something different? As far as expectations? No, I mean, like, in terms of no contract, you oh, know, yeah, here's that, the that, rate. Yeah, so that was set. That was completely done in the business So out of the plan. gate, you knew that that's what you wanted right, to do. Right, so it was no contracts, no sign-up fees, no enrollment fees. Mm -hmm. um, we knew <clears throat> no contracts. I knew I wanted that 24 Which was hours. different than what everybody Correct. else was doing. So everybody else was doing contracts. Two things, no contracts and 24 hours. Okay. And then, well, and the no sign-up fees. Right. 
So those three aspects of marketing really helped, you know, separate the business from all the other competitors, from all the other gyms that were existing at that point. Um, So that was very helpful. So did you have a good pre-sale? So once again, I went to that with zero expectations. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I would get two people, 100 people. I, I didn't, I couldn't put that in the universe yeah. to have some sort of expectation. I just knew when I looked behind me and I looked at what I built, <laughs> I was very happy with it. And the bills that were coming. Yeah. yeah. But I knew, you know. But you're proud of what you had, and that's what mattered. Right, exactly. Because okay. I remember I had a month. I already, I knew, because I was two months in, right right up to two months, um, and I had a month of free rent still. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, okay. So I'm not time. stressing out. Right now, I knew what my overhead was because it was just me. I didn't really need anybody at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I, I knew what my monthly nut was essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the first member walked in during sign, sign up. So it was Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, Murray was you know member zero 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 one, and I signed him up. And I think that felt really good to have that one oh, sure. membership you know, that first member. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Murray, after I signed him up and he hung out for hours in the gym (laughs) talking to me, wouldn't leave. He's like, oh, yeah, I do some video work. He's like, we should make a video. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I made like a how-to video of the gym, how it worked, because a lot of people didn't understand 24 hours. How do you sign in? How do you get in? Oh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Sky Fitness. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a couple of them that I watched. There's a couple of them. Yeah, but that one's one's interesting. Um, so yeah, got that. And I think in the pre-sale, you know, now we're right at that last week of two months. I think I got a hundred people, maybe something like that. It was enough okay. to where I was like, okay, this okay. is great. $39.99. Yeah. That's something. You know, I was, I was good. I yeah. covered my rent. Yeah. You know? Um, so I would say for the next, I don't know, three, four months, people started really flowing in. Now it was word of mouth. Now I'm mm-hmm. on radio shows doing things. And then that's what led me, that instant success. I wouldn't really call it success, but sure, you call it success. People were coming in. People were paying me money, so it was success. Mm-hmm. Led to the multiple businesses that came from this creation because I was just couldn't so just couldn't that. control yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, so when I first opened the gym, I had to have T-shirts made. Okay. And I can't remember who I went to. I had 50 shirts made. And after I got them back, I'm like, no. This is ridiculous. This is unacceptable. <laughs> I'm not paying someone to do this for me. When I yeah. can go out and I know I there's got to be a better this way. It can't be that hard. So I still have my office across the street at that point. Um, so I was like, oh, screen printing. What's this? So I looked into it, went to Ryanette, became a vendor. I bought all the screen printing equipment. I bought a forehead press. I bought dryers, all this stuff, a whole kit. And I started making my own Sky Fitness shirts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is great. Now my margins have increased tremendously. My investment was only like two grand. I paid that off in the first batch of shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also led to people walking in saying, oh, well, who does your shirts? Because now, you know, the gym, we, you know, we have a couple hundred members, three, four hundred people. Everything's kind yeah. of cruising Next at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then people <laughs> were like, hey, I want to do this. So then I ended up doing King Street Grill shirts. And wow. I started doing softball shirts. And I started doing Myrtle Beach Chef. Like all these companies. So now I had this machine across the street that I had to fulfill orders with screen printing. <laughs> Luckily enough, I had some guys that wanted to do it. It was pretty okay. basic work for the most point. Yeah. Um, and then, so that was sky screen printing, which that actually lasted for a long time. I mean, I did you that still for, had the equipment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that lasted for a really, really long time. I would say You did the shirts forever. after I bought it yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah forever. 
Um, and then came Sky Vision, which that was an interesting one. Um, so Sky Vision was, uh, <laughs> I did all the security cameras. And back then, from security, the yeah, from yeah. the gym. All the security cameras back then were RG59. It wasn't like Cat5, Cat6, yeah, power school. over. Yeah. So much easier today to run cables when then it was much harder. But anyhow, had someone call, come in who's still a member to this day, Jesse McKnight. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, who did your cameras? I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I did. He <laughs> well, goes, oh, I, I got a car dealership. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Oh, absolutely. I got that. <laughs> so I ended up doing that. I did a couple more cameras, tattoo shops. I started doing that at night. Because it like it wasn't enough to own a twenty four hour gym yeah. that I would get phone calls all yeah, the if time. If the door doesn't open, door doesn't yeah. work. I was getting yeah. so I was like, well, I'm already not sleeping. You know, <laughs> might as well be making sure it's. I essentially had cameras. a newborn child, is what it was that oh, yeah. never got older. It was a, a newborn that stayed newborn for <laughs> you know five years. Um, so I was like, well, it's work. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I was installing cameras at night. So that was the second company that came with that. And it was pretty good, successful, you know, definitely made a lot more than I invested into it. Mm-hmm. But that's good. But now you got that, three businesses you're running right. at the same time. And that's the problem, insane. right? Like, is the yeah. money really worth Is Are you actually making more money? Yeah. Do I like, have a that's life? That's the question. Well, the, the life part I could get around. It was more the fact <laughs> that, like, were you actually making more money? Because if you're taking away time from oh, this yeah. monster that was being built and you're not focusing on it, are you losing money over here? Mm. So where you might actually think you're making money, you're actually oh, yeah. losing a terrible amount of money. Yeah, so I, that's I can actually definitely relate happening. to that, yes. So those were kind of the businesses that came from Sky. Still doing some construction I feel jobs. like I saw a car wash sign oh. somewhere around oh, in man. closets and shit. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> forgot about that. That was a bummer. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that was a bummer one. That was, that was, uh, yeah, that was a shitty situation. I don't, I, I just don't see the tie into that one and not uh, surprised opportunity, that it was a bummer. Just looking at Well, but I can see the other ones like, I had to build, I had to do the cameras, I yeah, had to do the, this. The car wash like, yeah. one was like, that was just me being dumb. <laughs> that was just me thinking, yeah, that was, that was a dumb one. That was not doing was research. Was it like hand car washing? No, it was like it would be. It was more B two B. It was more detailing for dealerships, setting up crews. Ah, okay. So it it was a very. It could have been very lucrative, but it would have to be like I could have done it, but you have to dedicate. This was you not can't have three other jobs. Right. This was not that thing you yeah. could try and do because yeah. it was there. The money was there, but you couldn't walk away. Come back. Walk away. Right. Come back. So it's not a lesson time. lesson learned there. Um, so yeah, the next two, three years, uh, was really, really good. Um, we were really impacting the community. Uh, I was really part of the community tremendously. I was doing a lot of donation stuff. I was working with charities. Um, well, I mean, I was, you had the, the tagline of, uh, where family where, and fitness come yeah, together, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it does have that community mm-hmm. aspect to it right out of the gate, mm-hmm. right? Like that we talked about. So, um, yeah, I mean, so, so you found then that, um, having the gym business helped you kind of gain, you know, uh, not standing in a community, but like, you know, build a community oh, in Myrtle yeah, Beach no, of and, course. Yeah, yeah. 
and, yeah. you know, be a part of that. I mean, cause that's something that I've found too. I mean, uh, my friends, you know, almost all of them come from the gym and mm -hmm. it's, you know, I'm thankful that I did that being a transplant too, mm -hmm. because, and it was one of the things that I had in my mind of like, this is, you know, how you can kind of put down roots and, mm -hmm. and, and be a part of the community mm -hmm. because you're, you're selling a service. Yeah. Right. And that I mean, down here, there's so many small businesses and that's what I love mm -hmm. about it. And it really does kind of just ground everybody, but it does help. It brings people together, you mm -hmm. know, when, when you're being a business owner down yeah. here when I, oh, and I love that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I was on the yeah. radio all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. the morning Fox, local Fox, I was doing the segment in the morning. Um, like I would do workout tips and stuff, you mm -hmm. know, all that good stuff. Um, oh, yeah, you were on the news. You yeah, said I was in the news, the <laughs> yeah, I was news in the morning. Um, and that's where, you know, that I would say that's kind of like where the, it really started to get real. You know, a, a thousand members, twelve hundred members, something like that. Yeah, that's so it impressive. was becoming it was becoming real, real. Yeah, um, especially back then. I mean, it, yeah. it, the the uh, community wasn't month. as big as it's now. Yeah, yeah. forty dollars a month times twelve hundred. Mm -hmm. well, pretty Not good. Young, pretty good. Yeah, pretty I had good. a boat. Sky Fitness wrapped. <laughs> was driving of course, around. Everything yeah, had to be yeah, wrapped. I'm everything sure. was wrapped. Um, so that's kind of what really like led me into that success. Saying, okay, what's next? How do I ground myself and really, you know, wh where do I go? Mm -hmm. Uh, so from there, I decided to dabble in politics, oh. um, which was very interesting. Um, but I don't see you having the patience for no, that. No, <laughs> no. County council is where I wanted to go. But then I was such, I was so weird that like, I was like, okay, well, I want to do this. But was there something that you wanted to get out of it or is it just no, like somebody no, said, know. hey, recognition. you should do this? No, oh, because then at this point I was like, I want it to be part, I want it to be like, Someone in Somebody. the community. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Like I, I had the gym, but I didn't want to just be known for the gym guy. Okay. I wanted to start really building my my roots. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, okay, I want to get back into real estate, development. I want it to be you like to be a name. Yeah, I want it to be in right. County. Yeah. Because that was that's in you know, in Myrtle Beach, it's it I don't want to say barter stuff, barter system, but it's just it's who you know. Yeah. No, there's nothing absolutely. wrong with that. It's a, yeah. as long as you treat everyone right mm -hmm. and you do the right things, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So that got me into this opportunity called the Freemasons. Mm. So I was like, okay, Freemasons. Yeah. If I do that, it'll really help my political career. I'll know even more people because they're the staples in the community that are really running things okay. on the ground. But I mean, but that's and that really is the smart. definition. Had you yeah. thought of it before you thought of politics or was this really kind of linked to this is, this is a path. Hand in, they went hand in hand. Okay. They were kind of happening simultaneously because I was asked, you know, people were asking me about Freemason. There was mm -hmm. a couple guys in the gym, they're old school and they mm -hmm. kind of, you know, asked about my home life and what do you do? So that they kind of mm -hmm. seek out people like that. Yeah. Um, so that's when I, I learned, researched a little bit more, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. So mm -hmm. I, I got no, I got nominated or recruited. Wow. Uh, so I went. I'm a Freemason. So I'm that's a, a I'm lifetime an thing? Yeah, I'm an apprentice wow. Freemason, nice. which um, I that is something I would never, ever want to take back, ever. I'm so thankful for that opportunity. I'm so grateful that I did that because mm -hmm. to this day, um, it's such an amazing conversation starter with oh, other Freemasons. So typically most higher-level Freemasons, they'll wear a ring or they'll, they'll wear something, a pin or their car, you know, you, mm -hmm. you'll know if they're a Freemason. So you'll know, yeah. So I can address them as a, you know, okay. as a Freemason myself with a certain handshake. Okay. Um, and it's just instantaneous. Relationship is instantaneous. Oh, yeah. So that has really helped out and it's just a great piece. And then they always mm -hmm. say, why did you stop? I'm like, well, I'm taking a break. <laughs> um, so decided to shy away from politics. That wasn't for me. Um, okay. But I'm happy I went down that first path of being mm -hmm. a Freemason. Uh, so from there, 
we started really developing the gym. The gym was 24 hours. We started having a really good mix of individuals, mainly yeah, like, Yeah, what was the know, demographic at the time? Just average people working out. Most of the people- like men and women? Men and, or, oh yeah, okay. very, very mixed. Um, Younger demographic, though, I'm No, 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 still- uh, no, we had high school kids to okay. yeah, seven. We had some older. Yeah, I would, okay. Majority was twenty to forty-five. Okay. One hundred percent. That was that was the majority. Sure. Um, you know, excluding the summertime because the summertime oh, was yeah. amazing, yeah. amazing people that you know yeah. came through every year for vacation. But that's a whole different situation. Um, so the gym started really developing who the gym was, you know, and then took an interesting turn because. Were you offering like classes at the time? Or so like there was, was it really no just... classes at that point. Okay. It was just personal training. Okay. So I had trainers come in that worked in different gyms and they had different clients, didn't want to travel different gyms. So I'd let people come in, they'd pay me a percentage of what they were mm-hmm. doing. I'd sign up, you know. So essentially all it was all um sort of subs, not subs, subcontractors. Yeah, subcontractors, yeah. all contractors. Um and I had two full time trainers that worked for Sky. Okay. Just because they had a good clientele base. Um so I had my PT license still mm-hmm. in Jersey. So then I was also training people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my training sessions would work around my schedule, like Jesse, you know, I had certain okay. people I would train. Uh, and then came the time when this whole bodybuilding crew started coming in. Cause most of like the real bodybuilding aspect was happening in gold's gym. Okay. Um, and then we had a couple guys start coming over cause I was, I had a really nice set of freeway, like 150 pounds, yeah. dumbbells. That's kind of drew people in mm-hmm. certain squat racks, weight, like the yep. certain things that we had would, it fit a little bit more of that certain specific type mm-hmm. of workout. So we had some guys come in and that were getting ready for a show. First, his name was Craig. Um, so Craig was my first experience with bodybuilding. But truly, my first experience really was with Duck and Cheryl. So Duck oh, was sure. an MPC yeah. judge and a coach, a prep coach, and Cheryl was a professional um, female bodybuilder. Right. So people across the street, that was their life. They were associated with the MPC. They were a judge. They had all those credentials. And I never really put anything together earlier in that until one day when one of the gym members, Murray, ironically enough, <laughs> gym member 0001, said, why aren't you competing? Yeah. And I looked at him and I didn't have a really good answer. <laughs> I was like, I I don't know. I guess I should compete. Yeah. So there goes that next chapter. <laughs> of Let's dive <clears throat> Sky into Fitness that. into the competition bodybuilding world. So, was, I mean, were there a lot of um, people looking to do competitions in no. the area at the time? Or was it still just, you know, there's a couple, but... Uh, like most people don't have any idea yeah. that it even exists. Yeah, okay. pretty much. I didn't really knew. So, I didn't really know much about it. It was very, very, Craig, like Craig. That was yeah. a couple, maybe at goals, maybe two or three people. It wasn't anything that anyone really thought of. Mm-hmm. Just like myself, I didn't think of it. Well, after my first show, <clears throat> which was go? horrible, by the way, <laughs> very unconditioned, um, but didn't know what I was doing because. In order for me to showcase myself, I had to learn my own. I, I couldn't show beginning. anything. Yeah. I had to use my own body as an example for this. Uh, I think the first show I lost like 30 pounds and I was still like wow. 15 pounds overweight. Oh, yeah, it was okay. really bad. Uh, so I was like, okay, that's never going to happen again. So then I kind of went to Duck. I went to Cheryl. I was like, okay, I can't 
this is not something you need some help with. So you were coaching yourself I was helping, on this. Yeah. You didn't no have one, anybody. No, okay. Besides posing and stuff a little bit. I mean, I had help, but it wasn't like I didn't have a dietitian. No one was like, don't eat bread. You know, like it was a very, <laughs> it was so basic at that if point. Because remember, like now Instagram's just starting. Yeah. So this whole instant gratification of all these people on Instagram and fitness, like that did not, that wasn't a yeah. thing. You didn't, didn't have that. You didn't have that exposure yeah. with that. Yeah. So. <clears throat> but it's still pretty ballsy, though. I mean, like you're going to do it. You're going to yeah. teach yourself how to do it. And get you're on stage. Get on stage. Yeah, in a manta. Half naked. Yeah, yeah. And say, please judge me. Uh huh. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad no, I, you. glad I did it. Um, but I'm really happy I went back at it. Yeah. And, um. Next round, I think I lost like, I don't know, I gained a bunch of weight. I started doing things to prep again. And I think I came in like, I don't know, 50 pounds. I dropped 50 pounds for the next show. Wow. And I, I think I almost placed. I think I just placed. Nice. Um, but it world's difference. Yeah. So that's now when people at the gym are like, what are you doing? Because they'd see me, I'd come in tan, like they would see my mm -hmm. face, like everything was really, and I'm running the gym, everyone's happy because there was no real like. Yeah, but that's good. great, though. That's marketing. Yeah, yeah, everything is good. There's no, yeah. like, issues, no Planet Fitness, none of that shenanigans Did yet. you see the demographics start to change as a result of that? Like, Not you were starting yet. to get? Okay. As that second show came around and people started talking, that is when things okay. changed. So the next show came around, and they made this new thing called Men's Physique. Mm -hmm. Once Men's Physique came up, that was it. Everything changed. From that point. Then I had people that were just working at the gym saying, I want to do a show. Yeah. I want to do a show. Well, it made it so more people could actually right. get into get the competition. Part of it, right. Yeah. So that was it. That was the start of me being a prep coach, starting, you know, Team Sky Fitness and competing myself. <clears throat> so that was I mean, it. I, and I think that made that, I would say it's made an impact. I mean, it's, it's one of the shames of COVID is that it kind of has yeah, killed the, sure. the competition, sure. um, at least around here. Mm -hmm. Like I see I so much less of it. Yeah, for sure. But for a long time, mm -hmm. I mean, and and I, I think that's something that contributed to you, just that you brought that um, that culture well, to the I, area. It, well, and Ted and Nance, I want to give all the credit to Golds. Well, yes, they but were I mean, competing. But, but yeah. creating a team right, right, is right. different than yeah. giving people a place to work out right, and right. doing coaching, yeah. right? Like putting together the concept of you're going to mm -hmm. have a competition team and we're going to work together and we're going to, as a group, right. have a together. goal that yeah. and that we're going to, you know, something we can be proud of right. and, and, and have that support. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, I'm sure you, from your first outing, realized mm -hmm. that like if you don't have the support of people mm -hmm. who are doing this and lose you know dieting extreme dieting mm -hmm. you know the mental anguish like all of it if you don't have people yeah. that are supporting you that that you're, you're just never going to get there mm -hmm. and just the concept of having a team of people that you're gonna compete mm -hmm. with you know that you're training with and that are all kind of in the same place yeah. and experiencing the same things is just it's it's is huge. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Cause that, that last week, you know, you feel like you're on your own and you don't have anyone that understands that because <laughs> the average person, they don't understand that. Yeah. Especially prep week or, um, yeah, prep week, peak week, whatever the hell you call yeah, it. Yeah. Like um, I never knew any of that until yeah, I, it's, I it's brutal. started doing this and seeing people, you know, knowing what actual carb depletion mm. looks like. And, yeah. <laughs> and when you start water loading and water cutting, <laughs> I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's brutal psychologically. Yeah. And then, you know, on top of 
the physical aspect, actually, let me go back to that physical, um, but psychologically, and then being told that you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. So body dysmorphia is such an Mm. interesting aspect of it. And then the lesson I was learned being a coach was it was all my fault. I was the one that didn't didn't do it right. So everyone blamed it, you know, if they didn't play, so they didn't do this, it was my fault. Oh, my coach. Well, my coach did this. So then that became a whole different Mm. aspect. Now at that time, now the gym is really like, now it's like demographics are changing a little bit. Um, You know, we're becoming known as like competing competition, Mm -hmm. but still, you know, active people are doing it. Um, And then we doubled down and CrossFit started opening up that that, those gyms Mm -hmm. started opening up and I was like guys you know okay you want to leave go do CrossFit Uh, you'll be back in (laughs) two months um I didn't really like nothing wrong with CrossFit you want to do it amazing but I just feel little there's functional training and then there's CrossFit in there so then we started getting into Tough Mudder so then I had a Tough Mudder team that was doing all these adventure or venture races so now I'm like training for these things doing these morning AM workouts with like 40, 50 people on the beach. <laughs> um, you know, we still had a pretty good staff at that point, but I still, no one was at that level of, no one had motivation to wake mm-hmm. up at four in the morning, <laughs> run. I, I just couldn't do that. So I was yeah. like, well, I have to do it. Mm-hmm. It has to be me. Um, so I was doing that in the off season and competing in the on season, but then also being a coach. So I'm prepping myself but you while also dealing made all with these this people. crazy equipment too. That still hangs yeah. around well, this building. Remember you laughed at my welding. And- yes. <laughs> so I had a, I had a company called Hudson strength equipment. Another company yeah. that you welded so, equipment yeah. together. Okay. So Hudson passed away. Oh Yeah. So Hudson passed away. Wait, so was this in New Jersey or this business or Mm-mm. since then? Oh, Mm-mm. so you, you oh, started so this business yeah. and named it after. So uh, Hudson Strength Equipment started from when the uh, eight rack, eight, eight section cable machine broke. Oh. So probably like a, a year into the gym. Yeah, about a year into the That's gym. That's a nightmare. It's and expensive. The, the well broke. So I called Duck. I'm like, hey, he's like, oh, I don't. He's like, going to call a welder. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, sir. That's I have a welding machine. I <laughs> so I learned how to weld. I started practicing on stuff and I fixed all the gym. So then I started welding the gym equipment that mm-hmm. was breaking because welds break. So when we started this other business, when we started doing this functional training outside, we had this beautiful backyard. I put up a basketball net, mm-hmm. built a shed out there, <clears throat> had all this space that no one really ever parked in. So I got all these tires, sledgehammers, and then I started building like Rogue Fitness, I think just opened up. Mm-hmm. And they had these sleds and these yeah, power cool sleds and all. Stuff, and I'm like, yeah. this stuff is awesome. But it was so but expensive. I can build it. Right. And it was so, so <laughs> expensive. I'm like, why yeah. am I going to do this? I can build all this. I went to Olin Steel. I set up with those guys, great dudes. And I bought all this raw steel and I started designing my own. Uh, <laughs> functional training equipment and I put plates on it and I would do all these things. I replicate it. Yeah. There's chains. They're asking me for it all the time. I won't let them have it on the floor because I'm afraid of what they're going to do with it. And the fact that the wells still hold to (laughs) this day shows that I'm a pretty good welder. Still around. So yeah, that, that business was in memory of Hudson. Wow. Um, Yeah. He, he passed away about two years into the gym. Uh, He passed away on his motorcycle. Oh no. Yeah. Um, So, um, so, Back to that. So we, we had that running, competing. You know, obviously people were blaming me if they didn't win and all this other good stuff. 
Um, so it was really intriguing. But, you, at but that it's point. another team concept with the tough mutters, right? I mean, yeah. you're doing it with people with team, yeah. again, getting everybody yeah, together everybody in the gym, mm-hmm. which you know, I, again, awesome. I just not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, Gyms do that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, now you have the, it's what boutique fitness yeah. is mm-hmm. all about. I mean, which didn't exist at the time, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, here you were, you know, coming well, like harnessing that concept, you I, know, I even think back in the day. Gyms were doing it, but I think the big difference was I was the owner of the gym. I think that's really where it came down to. Like, but it wasn't, it also gyms, wasn't the sole focus, too. It was you were right, but the dedication, the but it was such a different energy. Oh, yeah, with me being there than like. A train because like I had Caroline, like there were people that were doing that too, because I couldn't do all of it. But it was a definitely it was a different concept mm-hmm. of me being there and doing it because the energy that I brought, because I knew every second here represented the gym. Everything mm-hmm. represented the gym. Every moment, every word, every employee, every mm-hmm. everything came back to the gym. Yeah. I, I was I, I am such a you know, this took me a long time, even to today, and I had to get over this, you know, like my nose was so brown because that's how I felt like, you know, I had to kiss everyone's ass mm-hmm. and that's terrible. Like that's yeah. a terrible way to run a business. Yeah. Um, that's taken me many, many years to finally just say, no, mm-hmm. like you're wrong. I'm not doing this. Right. And, um, but you know that, so that was intriguing on that aspect. Um, well, but I mean, I, I think you, the, the point that you're getting at is that you were an owner operator, right. not a, an absentee owner right. ever. Exactly. I mean, even you're, though you're doing 15 other businesses mm-hmm. at the same time, the, you were still, mm-hmm. you know, on site, on site, actually doing the work. And yep. I mean, it matters. I mean, it's something that I've experienced a little bit here, you know, just because I also have, you know, other jobs that mm-hmm. I do being similar to yourself and in recent months have decided that this really needs to be my primary focus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's why we're doing this. It's, you know, I've kind of just, um, like kind of just double down again into the, to the gym with everything that we have going on here and just realizing exactly what you're saying is that if I'm not doing it and my vision isn't in every day, mm-hmm. It, it loses something, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, you can have the vision and say to everybody that works here, go do this. Mm-hmm. But it's not their vision. They're not taking ownership of yep. it. You know, if you're lucky, you know, they they are part of the team and really want to, you know, see it succeed. But it's still not their vision. Mm. If the person who has the vision is not intimately involved in it in the day-to-day, it, it shows. And it's why... There's now a difference in what we have going on here because I'm back in it, you know, every day. Mm. And it's it's a huge difference. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and so I, you being there, I think, it had to have been what drove it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. No, and right. too many gyms, you know, that have <laughs> all of them that go for sale and, you know, franchises, you know, it's absentee owner and it's, yeah. it's Yeah. People thinking they could just make money and walk away. That's not how it works. Well, so so you you lose, uh, you know, it's the corporate gym thing, Mm -hmm. too. You use the the feeling of the people in the gym caring about your success and Mm -hmm. your journey and what you're doing. And it's what motivates you to come back. If there's nothing, there's no one here looking forward to seeing you, it's not going to get you here. I mean, it's why, you know, you got how many planet fitnesses now and you know they they do it at a low cost because it's a volume game but knowing 
that they're not offering any of those things that motivate people to get here and they make it so cheap that it doesn't matter. Right. They, they'd rather you don't show up. Right. right? Of course. Yeah. You know, literally how they're built. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that, that is the, the model. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, you know, what we try to do, and again, it comes from what you originally built is we care whether mm -hmm. or not you show up and we care about mm -hmm. your fitness journey, whatever that may mm -hmm. be, whatever you're getting out mm -hmm. of it. Um, and that you are being successful in, mm -hmm. in, in gaining what, what you want to get out of coming to the gym, so you know, true. looking, you know, looking forward to seeing everybody every day and them looking forward to, to showing up and seeing mm -hmm. you is, is watching the kids grow great. up, watching yeah. everybody change. Well, mm -hmm. you know, the best part is like watching or hearing someone set a goal and mm -hmm. then they, uh, you know, they hit it and they make it. We're saying, I lost this. I did this. I accomplished that. I couldn't do a pull up. Well, now that's I can what's do great about up. watching people yeah. compete, mm -hmm. you know, because so many of them start from, mm -hmm. I've never done this before. Mm -hmm. And then you see them get mm -hmm. on the stage and then you see them get the bug and, yep. you know, like. Yeah, it's just, awesome. Yeah. I love it. Life changing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was the, that was the chapter, <clears throat> the journey of being a prep coach. <laughs> Which uh, obviously that continued up to the mm -hmm. point where you you know you bought the gym um, and after yeah and after yeah absolutely um, and I guess in between that time I was a teacher <laughs> I think I slowed down yeah I think at that point that's when my focus was really really gym because there were just so many gym mm -hmm. activities that I didn't really have so time. much to do yeah. so much to do um, but I did decide I got an offer from. Um, uh, the community college, uh, Georgetown. What is it? Georgetown. Or Georgetown. Georgetown. Yeah, 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 yeah. They offered me a teaching position for their PT Just class. Because. Well, they, they were teaching a new. They started a new class with PT, physical something. And let's um, get this guy. He's yeah, on the news. Yeah, they every asked Friday. me if I wanted to teach the class, and I was like, "Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I want to be that. a college professor." <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I went out and I didn't really know what professors were. So I was I was kind of envisioning like the James or not James Bond, um, more of the um, Indiana Indiana Jones. Jones look. Yeah, very like you know Browns and a satchel. Uh, I didn't have a hat. The important though. thing was the satchel. I'm yeah, the sure. satchel. Yeah, it was like a, it was a suede you brown leather, guy. which I still have it. <laughs> yep. I filled it with shenanigans, some paper, a book. Um, Not the book for the class. No. Well, well, I did. The first day I did have the book for the class, so I accepted this position. Uh, I walked in, and I did zero preparation for this. First. I didn't write a syllabus. I didn't really Who know the core structure. Um, and there were probably, I think there were like you know, 25 people, 30 people That's a lot. in the class, yeah, something like that. And it was a huge mix of ages. So it wasn't just like college kids. Most oh, of them were, but there were some old, so, right? Yeah, it could be anybody. Uh, and I'll never forget, I walked in, introduced myself, and I said, okay, <laughs> this, this book uh, you guys are looking at is a complete waste of time. <laughs> and I threw it. Well, oh, and, oh, that's right. And I also got in trouble for cursing a lot. I did curse a lot. Oh, uh, I thought that was the cool professor thing. Apparently so not. So you're trying so to be the hip much. dude, yeah, the book yeah, away. Totally. We're going to do, you know, Jack so Black School of Rock. Long story too. short, they politely asked me never, ever, <laughs> ever to teach another class ever again. <laughs> but there were two parts to that class. The first part was the practical. Um, well, not the practical, sorry, like the, the written and you know, all mm. like the book stuff. And then so the next part, do. yeah. And the next part was the actual in the gym, the communication, the physical aspect mm -hmm. and all that. Um, they loved that. I did a really, really good job of the actual how to do it in the real world 
application to these tests? How do you communicate? How do you talk? Body language, okay. psychology, all yeah. wonderful. Love that. Everyone was really everyone aced that. Did any of your students end up getting certified? Yes. Nice. Yeah, quite a few. And actually one of them worked for me uh, oh, wow. for a while. Yeah. Um, but the written part, you do need a book apparently because the test is the test <laughs> and you can't fake that. So a lot yeah. of kids failed and they were really pissed. Um, but great experience. From that did come an interesting piece though for public speaking. Okay. So I was asked then at that point, because now I'm like really doing some TV stuff. Fox is kind of bringing me on because I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it on the radio and stuff because <laughs> Max would always, Mad Max would always call me in. Um, uh, and I did a, <laughs> I, did, I got asked to be a speaker at Myrtle Beach International Airport for all the employees to do health and wellness. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 health and wellness and like, you know, lifestyle, healthy lifestyle. So I did that a couple times and I would talk to everyone and I would prepare. Never had any game plan. Never <laughs> nah. had a speech. Nah. Like it was so, I, I think back to like, what was wrong with me? <laughs> if I would have prepared and done like really nice slides, I could have done so good yeah. with this. Like it could like have been, minimal effort. I had such yeah. great opportunities that I just pissed away because I, there's just too much. Yeah. Um, but great experience. But one thing that did lead from that was a television show. So I got a phone call from a production company in New York City saying, hey, we saw you on the internet. Or I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't know how the hell they saw me, but I, I think it was the internet. Um, <laughs> Your weird YouTube yeah, videos. Yeah, weird you're YouTube doing videos. <laughs> and they're like, we're starting a new TV show. It's on CNBC. Um, they, were, they just started filming Shark Tank. And okay. like, this is the show that's going to be up against Shark Tank. And I'm like, and I remember at this point, I didn't know what Shark Tank was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm like, oh, cool, you know. So it was called Crowd Rules. TV, let me yeah. do that. I could so do that. So production company, we did a bunch of stuff. We got accepted. Um, they flew down. They filmed in the gym for a couple of weeks. So we did our episode. That's cool. Uh, and then we flew to New York. We actually filmed in the Meatpacking District where they do all the Food Network shows. It was like a competition? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So it was just like Shark Tank, except the crowd voted on the people that should got the investment oh, okay. instead of where the judges, but we still had judges. It was a weird dynamic to this. Okay. Um, so yeah. It was lasted. it just you? Uh, what do you mean? Like that, that, that no, no, like no. Was... In our season was, uh, the other company was dirty girl disposals. It was like a disposal. Ironically enough, it was a disposal company, kind of like helping hands, Oh, but it okay. was female, <laughs> female owned. And another one was, I have no idea. I don't remember what the other one was. But, um, like, was it uh, in terms of representing Sky? Was it just you? No, no. There was another person next to me. Oh. But that, that, that. She who shall not yeah, be named. Yeah, shall not be named. Yes. Blacked okay. out of everything. Um, <laughs> that, okay. Um, you had help. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, uh, you know, that was a fun experience. Um, TV show did not last, mm. as we all know. Shocking. Yeah. Shark Tank. Yeah. Kind of took kind the of took the W on that one. Yeah, yeah, they took the W on that one. Great experience. Did another pilot uh, like four months later for another show. Oh, wow. They filmed again. That ne that pilot never even got launched, but yeah. it was cool. So that was kind of like the taste of that. Well, that was, I would say, that was the top. That was the pinnacle. That was the pinnacle. So we were there. Dream was great. Everything was good. Competition's good. Everything is like just like, man, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> and then came the downfall. So started getting rumors 
of a Planet Fitness mm -hmm. coming to Myrtle Beach. And I was like, no way, no way, no way. So I had like, I called all the gym owners. I'm like, we all had a meeting and we're like, hey, would you guys hear about this? Yeah. Because yeah, we were all like. What is this? Yeah, yeah. Like everybody in the group that was there at that point, we were all cool. Mm -hmm. like everybody talked, Ted yeah, and Nancy. We which were is all, great. Yeah, we were all cool. Um, except Mike from Fitness Edge. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so everyone's like, no, no way. I talked to Doc and Cheryl. They're like, no, no way. And then it kept coming. They're like, no, no, I think they're going to open. And then all yeah. of a sudden, my buddy that was in real estate, he's like, hey, uh, they just did a showing at the old Barnes and Nobles. And I'm like, no, that building, nah, it's too far away. That, that's in not going to be a thing. Yeah. Total denial. Then came the day they signed the lease. And then, like, instantly, it was total takeover of Myrtle Beach. Every yeah. billboard, every location, well, every marketing is, spot, every machine. every yeah. mailbox, every mailer, flyer, Planet Fitness. And I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, shit. And yeah. then, and to me, I didn't really care about the name Planet Fitness. It was what their the one thing. Yeah. It was, well, no, it was just 10 that's what it gets. Yeah. It's, it's their thing. It's that was the, it. And well, I'm what? like... You're going to undercut everybody. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. So <clears throat> instantly, everyone's like, you know, hey, because um, no, everyone was the same price. Mm -hmm. Everyone yeah. in the gym industry, in our space, yeah. was all, yeah. give or take, we'd run specials, right? Yeah. Like a couple bucks. And everyone's like, why aren't you $10? And I'm like, what do you mean? What? What do you mean? Why am I on $10? Why am I, on I, I can't be $10. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? That's crazy. Right. Yeah. So that's where it started. Then pre-sales started. So then like that 1,200 went to, you know, 1,000. And I'm mm -hmm. like, mm, okay. I'm like, no, nah, no, we're Sky Fitness. Everyone, you know, everyone's good. No one's going to leave. Hey, well, I'm really sorry. Like, you yeah. know, I just can't cut $39. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> Are you serious? And then, and because I knew these people. Like people didn't yeah, want to hard. call me to, they, yeah. people did not hard. want to look at me and cancel yeah. their membership. Yeah, because it you know this wasn't just the gym. It was, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, you're you're taking yeah. it personally yeah. at that point. Yeah. And then it was like, well, can you do the ten dollars? I'm like, no, I can't. Like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm going to go bankrupt instantly. Like, yeah. I can't do that. So you know, eight hundred went to seven hundred, six hundred. So at that point, you know, financially everything was good. We were still like covered. Um, you know, I had a good cash. Everything was fine. But I knew so I had to do something. You got to change. Right. Yeah. Like I, I could not stay. Right. I had to adapt. Uh, and I came up with two solutions. Um, one was open another location on uh, North Myrtle, mm -hmm. you know, essentially replicate. I could have got the equipment, had another sky. And then option B was the building next to ours, which is an identical mirror image of 5,000 square feet was available. Okay. And I was like, Okay. Everyone kept talking about tanning and classes and all these things. And I'm like, because I didn't have any of that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, if I have a tanning salon and then I can have classes and I can convert the space and I drew it out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that that could work. That could bring people in. Um, you know, my overhead is going to double anyhow regardless if I have another space somewhere else. It yeah. doesn't really matter, but really focus in on the income. Not realizing right. the, the endeavor that you're yeah. contemplating yeah. here. Yeah. So obviously, as you know. I went with option B, which mm -hmm. was go next door. So got that lease, set that all up, and then went down a really dark, deep rabbit hole of what is tanning. Yeah. And that business sucks. Yeah. Um, I, I also am not a fan. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have to be a master electrician, which I am not. Yeah. But I couldn't afford 
to have an you know a technician come in all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was very fortunate that I knew my electrician. Um, so he, I essentially put all the wiring in with him. Okay. I was I. I just so watched crazy. him like You're a talking hog. About now I got to do three right. phase electric. Right. So I, I learned about three phase yeah, buck insane. boosters, transformers, yeah. fuses. So I I was at least got a crash course in setting and wiring and diagrams. And, and so I was yep. like, okay, I got this, no problem. I know each machine. I know what current it takes. I know I get all this. So that was helpful. Yeah, but people got don't realize. Setup. I mean, a tanning bed costs the same as a car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were 30, 40 grand each. Yeah, yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very expensive. And the operational costs, every time you turn them, them on, yeah. uh, the buck booster, the pole, the back. It, there's so much. And then the bulbs. Breakers. And, and then the insurance. Yeah. And the insur- Cancer and insurance. Cancer insurance. Yeah, DHEC, yeah. And it's an entirely different demographic. It is. It's what... so gross. I had the grossest things happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I will say that. that gross. Yeah. Someone yeah. peed in a garbage can. Are Who yeah. does that? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. And then. Yeah. Women would leave their underwear. They go, I lift something. Like, I don't want your dirty underwear on the tanning bed. Like, what is wrong with you? This is this is disgusting. I'm mortified by this place. Yeah, and tanning people are are like are obsessed with tanning. Obsessed. And then if a bed broke or a bulb went out, all hell would break loose. Yeah, I mean, people get mad when when a machine breaks, but if a tanning bed breaks, breaks, oh man, we talk about riot. Wild. So, with that building. I knew the main thing would be tanning and then classes. So the way I laid it out was there were three classrooms. There was a um, athletics room, a hardwood floor with all mirrors, mm-hmm. and then a spin room. So I was like, okay, I looked at this from every squ- – I needed every square inch to produce some sort of revenue. Like I had to make sure everything was. And then I still had some space left over, so I was like, okay, what else can I do that wouldn't be completely reliant on me? What can yeah. I sublease out? So I had an opportunity with a hair salon, mm-hmm. so I built that out. Uh, and then an opportunity with another area for like a juice bar. So I had two incomes coming in that were kind of supplementing the rent. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close. So that was very helpful. Um, but now I had another challenge of not only figuring out the tanning salon aspect, but also getting these classrooms filled. So then yeah, I had to get spin bikes, instructors. Yeah, instructors. Um, but from all that also amplified the posing and Oh, yeah, now you have Now I had a dedicated pose room. So now every Wednesday night, oh, my God, I forgot about this. (laughs) We had posing class, posing clinics. So now people were coming all over. Mm -hmm. So now I'm back into, like, trying to pay for this by being a prep coach again. So Mm -hmm. now I'm I'm really charging people. Like, now I'm like, okay, I've done this for many years. I'm now an expert. We have a lot of people. Well, I mean. But, I mean, really. Yeah, I mean, I I was bringing home a lot of trophies. There was a lot. Like, we were. Really doing what we said we were. I mean, yeah. we were bringing home hardware every single show. Mm-hmm. So people were like, okay, he's a coach. Like, And I was charging for sure. it. Um, and then I learned about tanning and all this other stuff. So we started doing all that. But mind you, it wasn't that good because Planet <laughs> Fitness was still there yeah. digging away at that. Still wasn't enough, yeah. So as I'm losing members consistently and gaining some back because of this, you know, if you build it, they will come shenanigans. Yeah. It wasn't really there. It was a little bit. Do you so, think it would have been better if you um, did the classes but outsourced the tanning? Like got, oh, for got sure. a tanning salon to oh, rent 100%. space? Okay, yeah. Genius. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever actually thought about that. <laughs> uh, you know, the fact that you just said that. I mean, you had the friends that were I know. Tanning. The fact like, that you, you just said space. The fact that you just said that to me. <laughs> 
I mean, that's what I would say. I mean, because not running it would definitely be the better option. Yeah, why did that never come up? I don't know. <laughs> I'm actually really taken back by that right now. That had to come up. That had to come up at some point. I mean, then you would really there had to be red, a reason. The headache of it, right? There had like, to be a reason for that. But what the hell possibly could be the reason I wouldn't have done that? Because wow, that's... you said I can do it. I don't yeah, you're all in. Maybe. Wow. Yeah, that would have solved a lot of problems if I would have just subleased out the tanning salon to a t- and I'm sure I could have gotten that done. Oh, that would I'm have sure been super easy. Yeah. Well, shit. Anyhow. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, Planet Fitness, blah, blah, blah. They were they were coming full steam ahead. Um and then, you know, the next real big disaster in my life happened. Um yeah, I was married at that time. <laughs> I was only married for a very short period of time. It was less than a year. Um but together with that same person mm-hmm. the whole time. Uh, and me being like a dumbass, um, I decided to just, you know, during this process, I decided to just, I, I, I wanted nothing to do with this. So I just did a non-contest divorce, just okay. completely just walked away from everything except I want my gym. Okay. Like, I want my gym. Okay. That's it. You can have everything. And there was rental properties. There's a house. There's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I completely had to start over financially. But while still having this gym yes. and still pretending like everything was but good and dandy. Planet Fitness is chipping away at you. Right. Um, so I ended up living inside the tanning salon for six months. Oh, good Lord. Well, uh, that was interesting to wake up, oh, put everything away, hide everything in the back, which, you know, hey, I mean, you got to do what you got to hey, do. Hey, shit happens. Yeah. yeah. So work through that uh, as Planet Fitness is still <laughs> chopping away. I uh, managed to get through that little phase, um, but realizing that, you know, we were losing more than we were gaining. Mm. And this this can only continue for so long. Yeah. So now I think we're in probably, you know, September. Uh, what year did you buy it? 2015. 2015. On 2015. Right, we closed. December. Yeah. Right. But you, end of December. But it was 2014, the process. No, it was the end of 2015. Right, 2016. Okay, yes. got it. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. Because these are important. Uh, there's some things I don't think I've ever told you. So, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, this is oh. interesting. Um, okay, so call that probably September of 2015. Okay. Um, you know, that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, this isn't, nothing's getting better. Yeah. Like, I see so what's happening. Something. Right. Yeah. Um, and probably that summer uh, before that, randomly, I got a phone call because we were getting, you know, you get all these stupid phone calls from yeah, telemarketers yeah. and all this shit. And so I was like, hey, uh, I'm a better business broker. I do I do business broker. I'm like, well, yeah. what's that? And they kind of filled me in. He goes, hey, you know, we uh, we essentially list your business for sale. Uh, we put it on the market, see if anybody in- hits and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. I'm like, what do you need from me? He's like, nothing really. Just, you know, give me, fill out this, Couple fill numbers. some paperwork out yeah. and fill it out. I was like, okay, fine. So September comes around. You well, know, you also had are, another Planet Fitness that you were contending to do. Not one, but two right, at two. this point Yeah, so at this time. point yeah. now there's two planets. It was Conway, I think, right? Or oh, Merle's well, maybe Inlet. three because I'm counting no, there was one only two. Merle's Inlet. No, Merle's Inlet. It was, yeah. yeah, Conway wasn't open yet. So Merle's Inlet. Um, so we're just getting, like, hammered. Yeah. Tanning Salon now is just, like, you know, kind of did its thing. It's over it, it's you know. With, also not one that consistently makes money. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. Cyclical. So that yeah. was very, yeah, exactly, very seasonal-based. Um, and then competition was just destroyed. So I'm getting, I'm getting yeah. hit from every end. Yeah. And I always, like, went to work <clears throat> trying to hide my problems behind what I thought was a mask that I wore every day. But 
the more I wore this mask and the worse it was getting, this mask was becoming very translucent. Mm. You know, people were seeing right through my bullshit. Yeah. Because now I'm like, I'm... Because you're not the happy guy I'm, anymore. Right. I'm not yeah. happy and there, I'm at a stress level that it's such an intense level of stress because it's not just like a business. It's also this image I created mm-hmm. in this community. I'm like, yeah. what am I going to do? Dig a hole and hide? Like, <laughs> we're, like I couldn't escape it. Yeah. Everywhere I, mean, I, I went, meeting you dinners, and seeing the weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah, it was yeah. it was the most surreal, yeah. intense feeling of my life. So <clears throat> September comes, um, October rolls around. I'm like, okay, this didn't get better. I mean, now October comes in. October, November, December. Yeah. And I miss my first rent payment. Mm. So I'm like, uh-oh. Like, Okay, this isn't good. What do I do? So then I call my banker. I had a really good, because I had really good relationships. I was honest. I was, Mm -hmm. I called uh, my bank at the time was Anderson Brothers, great small bank, awesome. I was like, hey man, here's the situation. And he goes, okay, don't worry about it. Let's defer all your payments. I'll put everything on the back end. I'll give you to the end of the year. That's good. Okay. So really good relationship. So I was able to, because I I consolidate it. So what I did do, thankfully, um, earlier that year, I took all my credit card debt. I took all of my loans, and I consolidated. Anderson, they were okay. really willing to just give me one loan mm-hmm. if I paid everything, which was thank God. Yeah. So I had just one payment. Yeah. You know, with the mortgage and or the, the rent and everything else, but I missed the the rent. Called Lee guy. I'm like, hey, here's the situation. Here's my game plan to get out of this, which I didn't have one. Yeah. Like I was just, you know, yeah, I didn't have a game plan. Something. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, okay, you know, you've never been late. I've never been late in forever yeah, and ever and ever. Yeah, you've been open yeah. for yeah. years And at it this was point, never, so, never yeah. an issue. He's like, no problem. He's like, you're good. I'm like, all right. So that, you know, caught me up a little bit. <clears throat> but I knew there was no change in this. Yeah. So then, you know, like the end of October comes around. And now I'm like, okay, there's really no money in the bank. Don't know how I'm going to deal the next month. So I'm like, okay, let's weigh out all my situations. What am I going to do? New Year comes around, they're going to shut down, they're going to lock up, they're going to take assets, going to destroy, you know, I'm pretty much mm-hmm. screwed. So I was like, okay, well, I'll get a semi-truck, I'll lock the doors, I'll pull <laughs> all the equipment out. Like, I'm thinking about how I'm going to personally yeah, like, liquidate before I knew yeah. I'd be better off if I liquidate it yeah. versus them liquidating yeah. from debt collectors. Yeah. So like, these, these are like, oh, I'm doing this, all this stuff out yeah. in my head as I'm waking up in the morning to go to work every to train day. people. Yeah, every day. Trying to compose myself, deal with everyone. Pretending ne- because you could, I could never let anyone know. Right. Like that would be oh, oh, so <laughs> devastating. So no one knew. No yeah. one. No one knew. Um. So, I guess it was October. At that point, it was just Taylor, a couple people, some trainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve was cleaning. You know, some people, and I, I was by myself in the gym. There's a couple people in the gym. And the phone rang, and it was like, "Hey, this is." I've always remembered his name to this day. Now I can't remember who was the business broker that did the who did the transaction. I want to say his name was Rich, but I don't. Rich. Okay. It was rich. Yeah, it was rich. <laughs> yeah, Rich. Hey, this is Rich from um, business. No, it wasn't Rich. No, it wasn't Rich. Anyhow, whoever it was, I pick Something up the phone. Something to that effect. And I, Rick, I, maybe. Rick. Something. Maybe it was Rick. Rick. Yeah. Rick. It was Rick. Uh, and I never picked up the phone because I was just, you know, whatever at that point. <clears throat> and I picked up and I was like, hey. He's like, hey, I'm not supposed to tell you this. <laughs> He's like, but 
Well, first I was like, who is this? And he goes, this is Rick with Better Business Bureau. I'm like, what? I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, I'm the guy that you listed your business with. Yeah, I'm like, I, what? I what, did, what, what did I list? And he goes, the gym. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And he goes, yeah, well, I have people that are interested in buying the gym. Nice. And I went, what? So what are you talking about? How? He's like, well, listen, they're coming now. <laughs> I'm like coming where? I was so I was I was so like just over it. I, and he's like, they're coming to look at the gym tonight, and I was like, right. I was like, okay. So at that point, I was like, because I'm like at any twinkle of hope yeah. in the world, uh, okay. I yeah. was like, all right, whatever. This is you know this is what it is. So I just took it. I took it. I believed him. Okay. <laughs> so I had Taylor. I was like, everybody clean the gym. <laughs> everybody clean, 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 clean. You know, and just sitting there. I'll never forget sitting in my office. Just going. I'm such an idiot. I'm going to lose everything. And I'm sitting here thinking about a phone call. This guy, just random dude said, and all of a sudden you walked up to the door. And I was like, yep, this is her. Because you were Dale. And you and Dale walked in. I'm like, this is them. I knew it was you when you walked in. You knew it was me, even mm-hmm. though I said I wanted a membership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew exactly who you were. I knew, instant, I knew instantly. Must have been that dead. Yeah. No, no, there were, there were still people there. Uh, but I just knew but the timing. You people. Yeah, yeah, the timing in New York. Yeah, I knew yeah. you were from New York. Well, he said New York, oh, so okay. I mean, that helped too. Okay. Um, but I, I just, I had, I, I just knew. So, yeah, because that was October, right? It was, uh, yeah, probably like November time frame. Yeah, maybe the because, first I mean, November. We it was really it close. End of, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, it wasn't Halloween, so yeah. it had to be November. Yeah. yeah so figure oh, November. Yeah. Um, I did the whole spiel, welcome to Sky Fitness, and we give you a little tour, and then you you sat in the recumbent bike. Um, they all sat, you guys sat in the right-hand corner because I was watching you in the office. Um, and we worked out, yeah. yeah. No, I know. Yeah, you guys worked out. You did your thing, and then you But left. I'm sure you Thank saw you. me eyeballing yeah. literally yeah. everything. I was staring at you like a hawk. <laughs> Um, That's crazy. And I was just sitting there, and um, in your creeper office. That yep. you had. you got it. Yeah, my creeper office. No, 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 no. That was a creeper closet upstairs. That was at seven oh seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was one up there too. I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. Right. Um. So yeah, you uh, you guys left, and then I guess, man, I don't think it was more than a couple days. Oh yeah. Well, I mean because. I mean, I'm like you. Like, by the time I came and had that meeting, like, I knew, you know, like, I had sold my software company Mm -hmm. in New York, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I had already said, this is what I want to do. Like, Mm -hmm. Dale and I had had conversations about Mm -hmm. um, some stuff, and I knew I wanted to to buy business because Mm -hmm. I had the same, like I said, I want to do something in the community that kind of grounds me to the community, and I was working out of town at the time, and which is another reason why I wanted something that was going to come bring me to be more part of Myrtle Beach as opposed to I'm working in Virginia and this is just where my house is and I, I kind of, you know, spend time, you know, my, my personal time, but it's not where my life is, mm-hmm. right? So I, I wanted something that was going to make Myrtle Beach my mm-hmm. life. And, um, yeah, so by the time I, I came to actually meet you and look at the place, I mean, same thing. I mean, I had probably told Dale that this is what we were doing the day before. <laughs> but, but in my mind, already knew. Mm-hmm. Had it all worked out, mm-hmm. scoped out the, the business online, mm-hmm. talked to the business broker, and then, you know, said, hey, Dale, I think I want to buy a gym. Actually, like, I remember it. I was we were I made him go for a walk with me. And was walking, and I, I said to him, "I think I want to own. Uh, I want to buy a gym." And he's like, "What? <laughs> Why?" That's amazing. That's amazing. I said, "Well, you know, like I've, I've always, honestly, if I, um, if I hadn't grown up in New York and been that person that you know 
overly ambitious New Yorker that always said, I'm going to go work in the city, you know, and I'm going to make all kinds of money when I, when I grow up. You know, when I was in college, I worked at a Gold's Gym and I loved it. Hmm. Absolutely I didn't know that. loved it. <laughs> ran the front desk, you know, know ran that. the, you know, basically ran the joint at the time. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. I mean, hmm. that, I mean, that was, that's kind of the basis of where the whole thing got got came it, from it. is that I worked there mm-hmm. through college and uh, loved it, mm-hmm. you know, thought about getting my personal training certification then and like just really got immersed in it, but knew that you can't make money at it. Right. Like it was just no money in managing a gym. There's, you know, you, you kind of always have to have uh, a full, uh, a day job and be a trainer Mm -hmm. or an instructor Mm -hmm. on the side. It was kind of, I knew, and I was never going to make the, the, the New York money that I dreamed of, Mm -hmm. you know, owning a gym or running a gym. So Mm -hmm. put it to the side. So, and that's what I said to him. I said, you know, now that I've kind of done that, and I have this money, I think I'd like to, to actually do that, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's what kind of, you know, brought me to that. And it was probably, like I said, only a couple of days later that we actually came Yeah, it, it, it had to be because I remember exactly where I was. <laughs> I remember that the moment in time I was in my truck in between, um, what, you know, now the new Starbucks, well, I'm pointing at a different <laughs> in a different area um, when they built where that new Starbucks is mm-hmm. and where McDonald's is where yeah. like the Irish bar is mm-hmm. I was driving right there um, heading towards whatever Sockesty the phone rang and it was hey uh, Rick again he's like hey I just want to let you know they're putting an all cash off or something whatever you did mm-hmm. I can't remember close you know end of the year and I'm like what what <laughs> What, what? So that really was serendipity for you because, like, you really I was like a month, it was Nicole, it. That was it. Nicole, you never yeah. knew this. I was a month out. From, well, of course, you didn't tell me that. At no, the of course time, not. But I would ever do that. <laughs> well, and it wasn't a like, and that's well, the thing. Why I never tell me that the business is not doing great. Yeah, but, but it like, wasn't. It, but see, that's the thing, right? Like, the business itself, it was just me. I didn't have cash flow. It right. wasn't. Yeah. The it needed the structure cash. It of needed, the business. It's not like I was like yeah. selling a hidden shit hole. It was. I just didn't have have cash. It was an existing business. It was a great location. It had clientele. It had everything in place. It was turnkey. Yeah, I just didn't have the money. But but also you were beaten down at that point. Oh, yeah. I I mean, that was pretty worn. I was so worn out at that point. Yeah. I mean, you would. Yeah, I sold it to you because I ran out of money. Like, it wasn't a bad. It just needed someone that had money. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I came in and was like, wow, this is a garage gym that smells like a foot. But that's (laughs) low-hanging fruit. Easy to fit. No, 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 (laughs) no. There was a lot of good opportunity, which clearly, clearly yeah, no. there is. So, Proven yeah. to be the case. I, yeah. I, I got that phone call, and I stopped. I parked. I just parked my car, and I called my dad. Because, I mean, he like, my parents knew. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad knew. That was pretty much it. My family knew. Like, they were like, fuck. You know, this kid is, he's losing his shit. Like, I, I was, <laughs> I was oh, really sure losing. Yeah, I was really knew, losing it. Sure. Like, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was having, like, medical issues. Like, it was bad. Yeah. Um, and I called him. I just broke down. I'm like, Dad, you'll never, you'll never guess what happened. And he goes, what? And he goes, no. He's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, this was a month. It was yeah. literally like, a like month. I couldn't have wire. made it another. There was yeah. no other month coming. Yeah, that's crazy. And that was it. And then, uh, you know, we did everything. Um, and, Yeah. Here yeah. you are. It was an, yeah. uh, you know, well, just I mean, a crazy. It, I mean, but it's not just crazy. that. I no, mean, no, not at all. But you were a great help to me in. I mean, because I'm doing something that I've never done before. Like I don't know 
and it was tough in the beginning. Yeah, like, I, I don't had know to about let door go. systems. I don't know about any of these. Yeah. Yes, but you were willing to help. I was you know? and in you my did, mask way. Yeah. Because it was yeah. it was tough. Because I remember saying some things to you like you oh, know. Well you, well, you were very upset when I tore down the office. Yeah, well, yeah, I was upset about a lot of things, you know, then. I, I you had helped to let, me do a good structure, but some yeah. of it was rough. It was, it was, yeah. that was a lot because it was like letting a piece of me go. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was sense. a piece of me, you know, like sense. when I was like, you know, you're not just, you're not buying a gym, you're buying me. You know, like I remember saying yeah. certain things yeah. that, you know, that was like, you know, this is what it is. But it is, you know, it, it worked out great. Um, yeah, I remember part of the deal, obviously, I had to stay, what, for six weeks or something like that? Yeah, it's like a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you stayed longer than that. And yeah. then, I mean, I think you were only gone for, what, two, three months before I called you up and said, hey. because yeah, my other business didn't work that well. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I also called you up like, hey, being the crazy that I am, which is yeah. the same brand of crazy that you are, mm -hmm. I think I immediately should open a second location. Yep. What do you think? I was like, absolutely, <laughs> great idea. Immediately, like, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. a great idea. Where do oh, you think? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was the same thing. I'm driving up and down yep. 707 every day. Oh, yeah, because you lived there. Yeah, I That's lived right, on the Bay Road. And right. um, I'm driving up and down 707. They're doing all kinds of constructions mm. when they're widening the mm -hmm. road. And I was like, this section of town doesn't have a gym. It needs one. Like, there's houses galore here. Mm. Like, this is a spot. The spot that I have is great, but it's a certain size. You can't expand it. You can't get any bigger. You and I had already had those conversations. You're not, you're not making it bigger. You're not, there's only so much that you can kind of do to mm. that, that location, as good as it was, and really wanted something that was larger, something that could be, you know, classes and everything in one space. And every building I drove past on 707 was a, was a target, you know, like, mm. what, what do you think mm -hmm. about that? What do I think about this? What do I think, you know, and that's how it happens, as you know, yeah. and moving on to, into the future. I mean, there's so much more, I mean, that you and I, um, can get into, I mean, just how, I mean, because the, after that is when you and I really started to work together and actually kind of formulate that relationship. So I think, you know, we're, a good ways in now, but have so much more to talk about because I Two really, yeah. <laughs> I really want to get into, um, you know, the work that we did there, mm -hmm. but m also like how that's kind of morphed into what you do now, okay. right? Because there's, you know, there's uh, experiences that you and I had together that mm -hmm. then, you know, you kind of then took into what you do now that mm -hmm. kind of brings us almost full circle True. to where we sit today, yeah. you know, and it being me calling you to, to be involved in, in flex and reflect. So I think, you know, um, we can actually, uh, d dedicate another, uh, episode to kind of finishing the conversation. Okay. Great. Let's do it.